This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Hello, ladies and uh, gentlemen, and welcome to this more cheaper and more fun episode of Another Digital Citizen. With me, I have a better and uh, more cheaper uh, look. Hi, look. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. Yeah, last week, I, at, the, at least at the beginning of the show, I sounded totally tired and out of it. It's because I was tired yep. and out of it. I literally got out of bed, <laughs> went to the bathroom, called up Fro, and we started the show. Started. Yeah. Yeah. And I was not in the great greatest mood to say it my life. Yeah, getting a, a sentence out, out of me last week was pretty hard. I I will for this week. Sorry, you broke up a little bit. I think I already. I I said I will try to say more things this week. I think I already did. <laughs> I guess so. Maybe. I mean, it, it wasn't. It. I thought the news <laughs> section was pretty good. I thought uh, the breakdown of the TV shows was good. Uh, we just kind of had in the middle parts where fun. we usually would fill in with some funny banter as we do. We weren't as good as at, at, at that, yeah. We have banter. <laughs> hey, uh, look, who's going to be the next prime minister of uh, Britain? Jeez, uh, I watched this kind of debate thing they had this weekend. I have a real hard time telling which one it would be, but... I, I, at least from what they're trying to promote on this news channel, was it Sky that it was on, or or what was the link you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sky. Um, I think so. It must I have either been Sky. Sky or BBC, one or the other, probably. But um, well, it seemed like I think it was actually. Oh, it's oh okay, Channel Four. Um, yeah, Channel Four. It seemed like the guy in the middle. They were kind of pushing. Uh, what was the name? Savi right. Javid. Yes. Javid, I think it yes. is. Something like that, and he's. Uh, they had a, a, a vote. Uh, do you remember the man that sat uh, to the far uh, right on the screen? Uh, the guy with all the guy with Rory? jokes. The guy with jokes. Yes, Rory. Yes. Something. Okay. He looks incredibly yes. British. The most British-looking yes. man of all time. He's out uh, today. Uh, breaking news uh, because they had a. Uh, the thing is, like, they have a vote every uh, day of the week now. Okay. And the one that's uh, on the bottom has to go out. What is it, Survivor? Yes. <laughs> I guess it's more like Big it's... Brother than Survivor, isn't it? Oh, well, like, kind of the same. <laughs> same. Same shit you're wrapping. All right. But anyway, uh, uh, so uh, I think they will have a vote 
tomorrow to go down to three and Friday uh, down to two. Oh, okay. And that makes sense. Then, and then I think they will have the final two going to the Congress or whatever. I didn't know this was like a procedure in British politics. This is very interesting. I, this is kind of exciting, I, actually. I didn't know either. This is fucking Survivor, uh, Big Brother, <laughs> and, and politics uh, uh, all into one. And I'm going to tell you now. When we cover this next week, I will say the next Prime Minister of England is Boris Johnson. Oh, we should mention uh, that, uh, about the whole debate thing. Is he didn't show oh yeah. up? He wasn't there. But they, it, <laughs> I, I like how Channel Four, if it was them, they chose not. Instead of you know, yeah. they could have just taken the podium and put it in the back and just had just the podium yep. they needed. They decided to just leave the podium yep. there, kind of as a I don't know, as and a little was, bit of a dig. It was a very little. Uh, it was a little like fuck you. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, uh, but I saw yesterday's debate that he was on, uh, called Our Next Prime Minister. And it was sent on BBC. Okay. Uh, and he was on that, yeah. Uh, no YouTube link to that, because BBC are fucking atrocious when it comes to things like that. I had to use, I had to use some ways to look into it, to say it mildly. Ah, uh, ah. I, I don't know. How do you think about the debate overall, though, as far as a debate goes? Did you think it was a good debate, a bad debate? Uh, did you think good points were brought up, or do you think it was just a bunch of political nonsense? Um, I think the debate, uh, uh, that, uh, that debate that I sent you was better than the one on BBC, because the one on BBC, they talked over each other, and it was impossible to hear them at points. Right, okay. Because they were talking in, in, their, uh, in their mouths. And it's like, it was so fucking atrocious. So did the very British but, guy, was he not in this BBC debate? Because or we, He was, He yeah. was, okay. No, he was. Because uh, in that first debate, he was the one that was like, can't you guys shut up for a second so I can talk? <laughs> mm-hmm. It was very funny, actually. He... Like I don't I don't agree with any of these people's politics, but as far as that guy, he was the only one that made any kind of joke that was like that got the crowd. You know what I mean? He made the crowd right. chuckle at one point. Uh, there was then, the, there was Savid Javid, and then there was these what f- three or four other guys who just look like right. the most basic British politician, like standard British politician you've ever seen. You know, tall, white comb back hair very you know in a suit and red tie just very classic and then the other two seemed a little different to me yeah yeah yasid or whatever his name is uh any background uh i believe it is a what background Uh, sorry you broke up again the pakistani ah okay yeah that makes sense yeah and uh i i i think he's my favorite now but sadly he is last uh, on on the last poll. Uh, they did. Uh, they did. It was almost him that went out, and not Rory, the most British of British persons. Wait, you're telling you me that heard. Tory Tories are possibly racist, bro? Is that what you're telling me? It's a, sh- <laughs> a shocker. <laughs> what a shock. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no. Um, and I talked to somebody today uh, that said they wouldn't vote Labour before Corbyn went out. And Corbyn is becoming less and less popular in Britain, it seems like, after sure. the allegations of, of misconduct and of, uh, after the mis- uh, uh, the whole thing about uh, anti-Semitism uh, that it didn't really take. Uh, um, that was like three years ago, though. And uh, I well, think he has come back out, out on that. So, yeah. But I, I feel, I, as as someone that, that reads a lot of British media and watch a lot of Sky News and things like that, I feel like... Cor- Corbyn is getting less and less popular in the yeah, UK. Yeah, but that's because you're watching Sky and, News and BBC. If you were here in America and you were watching uh, MSNBC and CNN, you would think Bernie Sanders is getting less popular, but it's not true. <laughs> you know what uh, I mean? Yeah. But I, but 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 uh, uh, I I think if I'm going to be brutally honest, I think Labour uh, would have. Uh, done a very much better job if they actually switched up their prime minister uh, candidate. Uh, that's my personal opinion. You don't have to agree with that, but I, I, I think personally, now that it looks like it's going to be Boris, I am a monkey, Johnson uh, as uh, prime minister, there's there's even more important to have a very clear leader in in uh, the Labour Party, and I know a lot of Labour uh, voters have said to uh, other people that I know that they wouldn't vote Labour because of all the con- uh, controversy around his wishy-washing, especially around Brexit and things like that. So. I, I, I think the Labour Party would do themselves a, a huge favor and uh, if they... Well, then my question is, who is... Number one, Corbyn has the name recognition that's going to bring right. in a, voters yeah. no matter what. Who in the Labour Party has more name recognition than him? Who's the next person down? Um, no one. No, right. I have absolutely no fucking clue. And if yeah. you watch that debate, it's clear the Tories think they're going against Corbyn. It was basically 45 minutes, it was an hour and a half uh, debate, 45 minutes of it, Brexit. The second uh, mm-hmm. half of it, basically, the the what do you call it, the host, his very first question was, what's your gonna be str- strategy going to be going against Corbyn? They didn't even think that yeah, of, there was no question as it wasn't what's your strategy against the Labour Barrage. Party, right? It was yeah. what's your strategy yeah. against Corbyn. So I think it's already a for, foregone conclusion that he's going to be the nominee. Corbyn and Farage, yeah. But I I see I see the Brexit Party getting uh, bigger <laughs> uh, if they don't deliver. Brexit on the time that the... Uh, oh, for sure. But here's the thing that I see, Fro, that maybe... You, I don't know if you've thought about this or not. You probably have. Uh, if the Brexit party gets extra votes, where are those votes going to be taken from? From the Tories or from Labour? It's going to come out of the uh, Tories. Tories. And so yeah, yeah. they're splitting the votes between those two parties. L- Labour mm-hmm. ends up winning. 
That's the way I see it. But uh, uh, what you don't think about is uh, uh, the fucking... What are All the called? extra little parties that are going to give their votes over to the Tories and things like that. I guess that's possible, yeah. Yeah, and you, and you also have the Lib Dems was the one, one I was thinking of. Yeah, the, the, yeah. And all the other little parties. I mean, the problem with the reason Theresa May ended up in last time is because that Irish party, right? I believe it was or, right. Yeah. UK, so. UK. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's 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 very interesting that uh, it's become a reality show. I I feel somewhat sad for uh, the British people, but they have a. A stiff upper lip there, so I I know they will get through it. So <laughs> even with uh, Bojo as prime minister, actually we have our first democratic uh, nomination debate here for next week, the same day as we're doing the show next week, and it's actually a two day uh -huh. thing. It's going to be the twenty sixth and the twenty seventh of next week. Uh, it's it's yep. just I think it's mostly because of how many nominees there are so they have to split yep. them up into two different days i believe it's four on one day and four on another day so yeah mm -hmm. not all of them are going to be in the Somewhat. debates you have to qualify you i think it's like you have to have a certain number of percentage in of in the vote and you also have to have a certain number of donors to get into the dem debates yeah mm -hmm. yeah i saw someone uh i i think it was last week tonight that covered this and someone was very irritated that their their candidate wasn't allowed to be in. He was sitting on a, on a, on a picket truck with a gun in his hand. He was like, my candidate couldn't come to the... <laughs> right, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. But uh, uh, other than, the, than that, any news that we, we will have that we're not going to cover? Oh, there, I mean, there's tons really? of news we're not going to cover. It's still kind of a... Slow news week, but, um, I mean, in YouTube news, uh, there was the whole Caleb Kane thing. Did you see this in the New York Times? Oh, God. Yes. Uh, this guy came out talking about how he was radicalized on YouTube by specifically, uh -huh. actually, which I found very interesting. I, I saw an interview with this guy, a couple interviews with Caleb Kane. Um, he was radicalized specifically by Stefan Molyneux, bro who we've done as a main topic yeah. on this show. <laughs> mm -hmm. And we covered him and said that he my... was a crazy person at the time. Yep. One of my least favorite persons on YouTube that I still watch. But the strangest part is, he, in a way, Fro, turned you over to the other side of politics, because I think... I, yes. I remember showing you videos of him, and then after a while you realized, this guy is crazy. And I think that, that yeah. even almost helped you. So that part of YouTube, like... Uh, the New York Times articles focuses on the radicalization that happens on YouTube, but mm -hmm. the exact opposite also happens on YouTube, where people are de-radicalized, or they see videos that debunk things that they thought were true, um, and they they turn around on them. So uh, I was asked this week, and uh, it's kind of funny that you bring this up, because I was asked this week why I turned into atheism. And said it's all the other Christian videos and all the Christian people on YouTube and around me that got me to understand that I'm not like them. It's seeing people like Joel Opstein and thinking right. he's fake fuck. 
uh, with a lot of followers that got me away from Christianity. So it's 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 kind of it's kind of uh, in that way also has uh, has helped me with, with when when you don't agree with people you you're supposed to think the like uh, like the, the same as uh, it's when you meet those people on on the internet get to get to thinking because like Luke has told me like seven thousand times Christianity is bad. But it, it doesn't really help telling me Christianity is bad without like, uh, me myself experiencing that what I believe is actually harmful to other people. Sure. For yeah. example. Yeah. Right. And I think uh, the other so thing it, about this whole thing. Oh, continue. If you had another point. Hmm. No. So I, I'm just saying that that I, I think I think YouTube. Uh, uh, radicalization maybe is good and bad. <laughs> Funny enough, I think it, it goes both ways. It it can radicalize and de-radicalize somebody. Uh, somebody who, who right. I don't know. Somebody who say is a white supremacist and they go on a YouTube channel that's um, just talking about. Uh, race relations, and they see, or they go on Democracy Now, and they see something about uh, Charlottesville and the other side of things that they never realized, or something like that, and they go, "Oh wow, maybe I was wrong." Like that can happen. But the article, the New York Times article, real, there's a real push. We'll talk even in our news a little later to try to demonize Facebook, YouTube, and all these other different websites right now. So, well, I don't, I don't know if it's demonizing or it's actually a part of like, uh, I think, I think, I think social media in, in itself is, is very, very harmful. I, I know that. I think for, you're being pushed that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's harmful for some people mm. for sure. Like we said in the past, addiction to anything could be harmful, but right. I think there's definitely a push right now and it's, we'll get into it in our news, the, Actually, we could just go into that news article first since we're talking about it now. Uh, yeah, let's do that. It's what it's the House bill article right there, Fro, if you want to go there. Uh, House yeah, bill will help it. media companies bar bargain with Facebook and Google. So House panel held its first hearing Tuesday. So this was actually last Tuesday. Uh, I didn't notice this till this week. But this these hearings are have been ongoing throughout this whole week. So this is still news from this week, I guess is my point. Uh on Tuesday, or they're considering legislation that would attempt to give news companies greater power to negotiate with major social and search platforms such as Facebook and Google. Uh, we are presented with a historic opportunity here where right-wing populists and left-wing populists have joined together under the leadership to attempt to change the way that consumers interface with major technological platforms. The hearing brought together a diverse set of figures to testify in favor of the bill, there was an advocate from Open Markets Institute, a think tank, uh, much of which it draws its personnel from the left, sitting alongside Rupert Murdoch's News Corp, uh, and next oh, wow. to the editor-in-chief of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Uh, the bill would create a four-year exemption for antitrust law for news publisher, publishers and newspapers to band together to negotiate negotiate as one group uh, against online platforms. Uh, they are currently prohibited from doing so against uh, 
due to U.S. antitrust law. This is what I'm talking about, Fro. <laughs> The, yeah, but uh, the reason that you're seeing again. all the smearing of Facebook and YouTube is it you you see it mm. as um or they're promoting it as we got to save the children because social media is bad, but it really comes down to you're taking uh, these social media companies are taking away advertiser dollars from the major media companies, bro, and they don't like that. They want their advertiser money back, and they're going to do whatever they can to to get it back, including passing house bills breaking any trust law apparently there's a guy called jaron uh Lehner, uh that uh, was a visionary from silicon valley and uh, he claims that social media companies has turned inhumane uh, uh cruel dangerous and unethical and if you go through uh uh, his ten reasons to quit uh, social media. I, I I can't I can't disagree with any of them. I don't. I, I think you're missing the more important part here, Fro. The more important point is that you these news organizations are saying you, you can't get your news anywhere else from but from us. Oh yeah, no, I don't agree <laughs> with that. They're saying if you're getting your news from YouTube. You're gonna get radicalized, and you're not getting you're getting fake news. That's what this is all about. The fake news stuff. All of this is about advertising dollars, bro. It has nothing to do with save the kids or social media is bad for you. It's nothing to do with that. Like you can, they can promote that all they want, and you can bring up all the facts about that you want. But it's the exact same argument as video games are bad for you in the '80s. It's the exact same argument. <laughs> uh, it says here the proposed legislation known as the Journalism Competitive Comp. Uh, Competition and Preservation Act uh, enables news publishers to collectively withhold content from Google, Facebook, and other sites and negotiate terms under which the two tech giants could use uh, their work, meaning the news organizations. This is... The news companies are terrified of Facebook and YouTube and Google. They are terrified of them because they're taking away their market share, bro. More people wa watch uh, YouTube videos, uh, like certain YouTube channels, are watched way more than MSNBC or CNN. So much more. And they're getting all those advertiser dollars. And CNN is trying to demonize YouTube because they want those advertiser dollars back. That's the, it, that's the simple... I don't, I, simple. Don't know, I don't know if, if YouTube is social media, though. It is. It's 100% social media. Yes. Why would you say that? That's an argument. You, you can do posts on there. You can comment on it. You can, you make friends. You favorite people. It's just like any other social media. But you don't see a difference between that and Facebook, really? You can post videos on Facebook just like you can do on YouTube. <laughs> You yeah, have, no, you have I, a pro, I, I, you have a profile page on YouTube that people can message you I, at. Yeah, you do. I, <laughs> so yes, YouTube. As long as you are have your own. If you're somebody who's just on YouTube, you don't have a YouTube uh, profile. Then maybe it's not a social I, media to you. But if you have a profile on there, it's social media. Yeah. Okay. I I never use a YouTube as social media. That's maybe one of the reasons why. Yeah, uh, it definitely is, and and 
more even in the eyes of these lawmakers. And I mean, right. you got to admit that this is terrifying legislation. Oh, yeah. They're there. This is oh, yeah. a, if anything is attack on press freedom, it's this <laughs> right here. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely. I, 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 I think, I think we see that through two big corporations like T series, like being the biggest YouTube channel of, 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 uh, of right. YouTube as well. And there's another I mean, Indian company that's like on the way to uh, right. taking them over or whatever. But we should mention about that whole thing is that to sign up for the internet in India, you automatically are signed up to T-Series. So anybody who gets the internet is automatically a subscriber. <laughs> yep. So it's very unfair. No, I, 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 I just never thought of YouTube as social media because I don't use it as that. I use YouTube for entertainment and I think when we were for, when we, for information. Sorry, when we were younger, say when it started mm. out, I don't know when I got on YouTube, but I have to look at when my actual profile was created. But you know, in the mid two thousands, it wasn't a social right. media; it was just a video hosting platform. Now, they've made it into a social media platform. Is it because of? Like, I read somewhere that uh, Instagram was thinking of getting rid of the like button or the heart button or whatever. Whatever's on Instagram, right? Right. I, I'm I'm not on Instagram, so I I don't really know. But 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 uh, and I was thinking to myself, uh, would make me come back to Twitter or Facebook or whatever. And I'm going to be honest with you. I fucking miss it because uh, it's uh, one of the things that we we have talked privately about. Uh, uh, FOMA, fear of missing out. Oh right, yeah. Like you and me, you and me have talked a little about that. And I, I, I definitely have a lot of FOMA in in me. <laughs> I have a lot fear of missing out. And I, 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 I don't, I don't uh, especially miss the sleepless nights thinking about uh, my postings and um, and having nightmares because I, I lied to people on the internet. I, I don't miss that part of the <laughs> part of it. I guess maybe I'm more uh, of a then, troll. I've been, I've been a troll online for so long that maybe I just, I've grown that skin, you know, that thick skin where it's like, I really don't give right. a shit what you say anymore on the internet. The internet's not real. <laughs> I think right. nowadays maybe the internet's more real than when we were younger, but back in the day, the internet wasn't real. You don't take the internet seriously. When somebody says something bad about you on the internet, you don't take them seriously. <laughs> Yeah, no. I, I think I think I'm a I'm a, I'm going to ad admit this. I'm I'm a weaker mind than other when it comes to that. Sure. I mean, I it care. takes a time. It takes time. And it takes yeah. a lot of being insulted. That's true. Yeah. I care too fucking much about what people think about me. I think that's one of the reasons why I think being me being out of Facebook is a really good thing because yeah, I, probably I I I. I I like the social aspect of it, but I don't like uh, uh, the constant chasing after likes and and being worried 
about how many members <laughs> there are of our Facebook group. Oh, I, the yeah. digital sits and on Facebook. See, that stuff, I don't even care. I, I care n nothing about yeah, any you, of that. Yeah, you don't yeah. care. Yeah. yeah. But I have had sleepless nights, like, laying up awake. Oh, yeah. Like, in the middle of the night, thinking about that. Yeah, that's, then it's so, definitely not for you. I mean, I think that's true about, yeah. like, a lot of things. Uh, uh, I guess a lot of things on the internet is what I was going to say, but... Um, I think that's true for a lot of people is that are, that are on social media is like they get mad at people for doing things on social media and it's like well maybe mm. you should just be not on there and you wouldn't see it and then you wouldn't get mad about it. <laughs> there's you know mm. there's these two sides to the internet where it's like uh there's certain new social media sites that are cropping up uh, especially the ones that are starting to be called like alt right or like conservative places uh, mm -hmm. or, or like Reddit, Reddit, people just think of as this troll, terrible community on, on the internet. And it, a lot of it is, but, um, if you go in there and you look for stuff that's going to offend you and then you get offended, it's your own damn fault. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Who, whose fault is it? Yeah. 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 No, it, I, I totally agree with that, but I, I think we, 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 we have, fostered uh, a generation um, and I'm talking about the little after the generation we are in right I, I think we have fostered people that are m more uh, I hear people people complaining more uh, about the internet uh, in a generation that's around like from 20 to 30. Uh, than 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 from thirty and up, and I think that has to do with uh, the climate has changed so fucking much over the years on the internet. Sure, I I don't know. I see a lot. At least here in Oregon, a lot of people my age are complaining about it. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just your friends. <laughs> uh, even people that are just like I know. Uh, through people, you know what I mean? I know that they're, they, or right. people I have on Facebook from, like, high school, I see them complaining about it, or being like, uh, they're on Facebook complaining about Facebook, and things like that. It's like, the, I, I don't know. Yeah. We gotta move on. We're hey, 30 we, minutes in, and we've yeah, done two we stories. Talk, yeah, I, yep. I know, we could talk hours uh, about this, I was just going to say. Well, yeah, we hey, could talk, talk about it in the Jeremy the, round, maybe. Yes. Uh, hey, let's talk about the Tanker that nobody cares about in Norway for some reason. Right, uh, two tankers attacked, uh, seen as calibrated but risky Iranian response to U.S. sanctions. Uh, mm -hmm. That's right, uh, two oil tankers last week. Uh, it said that Iran was behind the attack of two oil tankers in the Gulf last week, uh, and further a further four last month, which we covered on the show. If you remember that, uh, they represent a. Uh, a risk, uh, a push, and a pushback against the U.S. sanctions. Uh, regional experts say a targeting of six vessels on the major artery would be uh, of the world oil supplies was a vivid reminder that the stakes involved in the standoff against Iran uh, and the United States and, and its regional allies um, is pitting up. The latest two attacks on Thursday were much more complex than last month's because the tankers were moving rather than anchored. The military and an analyst who served 18 years in the Iran's Navy before and after 
the Iranian Revolution, uh, he said that these were not uh, from them, not from Iran. So Iran is denying this. The U.S. sources say they believe Iran encouraged, may have encouraged allied militants or militia to carry out the attacks. Mm. But then, that that's what they said, but then Germany in last week uh, said last week's video was not enough to uh, uh, apportion blame, while Britain uh, said no other state or non-state actor could have been responsible. <laughs> the head of the company which owns the Japanese tanker hit by this uh, thing said last week its crew had reported flying objects damaged the ship uh, but said whoever attacked it and the Norwegian tanker had attached the mines with a timer when they were anchored not while they were moving uh, so the Japanese have come out and said they don't believe it was Iran by the way did you say the magic word? That's right. I think you said the magic word. What, Norway? You said Norwegian tanker. I think you said Norwegian tanker? Right. The, the, remember yeah. last last month we talked about it was also a Norwegian tanker? So is it coincidence that both of these incidents happen to have a Norwegian tanker involved? Mm-hmm. Let's see what uh, Norwegian media says about it. Uh, here is the weather. Some case about the whale something about uh, which party should you vote for this uh, mm, football uh, some skier a bond movie about some festival in Norway hmm wedge well you, you did send me one Norwegian article about it <laughs> Yes, one, one article about it in the local .no. Right. Actually, before we go into that, I have one thing. Uh, the message being sent by Iran, according to the Gulf Industry Source, a, a Gulf Industry Source, I don't even know, oh, who has asked not to be identified, that's why. The message sent by Iran is we can disrupt operations on East and West uh, if they can't export their oil, no one should. That's supposed to be. That's yeah. what they're saying. Iran's messages here. I see no benefit to Iran in doing this. Do you, Fro? Seems like it would just yeah, cause yeah, yeah, yeah. Iran a lot more problems than uh, good. It's fucking stupid. Right. Uh, the Norwegian-owned Front Altier tanker has left Iranian territory waters and was under tow in the UAA. Two days after it was attacked in the Gulf of Oman, shipping officials said Saturday, uh, the tanker was one of the two vessels rocked by the explosion that was passed to the Gulf of Oman uh, waters on Thursday. Thursday. This is Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everything happened. Uh, the front altar is heading towards the Fujakur Fakan era in the United Arab Emirates. Ahead of ports, Iran's southern province of Harmugas told a semi-official news agency, ISNA. How do you become a semi-official news agency? I, I, I don't even know what that means, to be honest. Unless there's like... Yeah, I was like, what does that fucking mean? Maybe they mean official... Maybe official is only like state-owned media and anything else is semi-official, if that makes oh, sense. Yeah. 
that sounds dumb, but it could be what they're talking about. Yeah. So, so uh, no, this this was not huge news in Norway. And I'm a little shocked. Maybe I didn't follow the news that well this week. Yeah, I mean, it happened but, on uh, Thursday. So if you didn't follow the news like Thursday, Friday, you could have missed it. But you think it would be oh, big yeah. news since this isn't the first oil tank Norwegian oil tanker to get hit. It's the second in a month. And clearly, this isn't a coincidence that it's two Norwegian oil tankers. It's on purpose, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I oh, think definitely. it's premeditated that they chose Norway as one of the places they wanted to attack. I don't think it was... I personally don't think it was Iran. I don't know who it was. Uh, my guess it was probably Saudi, believe it or not. I mean, the two people who yeah. are really promoting this as what, what happened is the U.S., meaning the Trump administration, and the Saudis, uh. meaning the people who just murdered a journalist and threw him in a wood chipper. Are we supposed to trust them? <laughs> Seriously, this is dumb. Yeah, no, it's it's very very strange. Uh, let's see what Bernie Sanders said about it. All right, one second. Let me because get he said something up. about it. Yeah, let me get the video up. Okay, go ahead and give me a countdown. Are you ready? Yep. In three, two, one, play. I want to ask you about Iran because we're seeing increasing tensions now. A thousand. Oh, this is from MSNBC. Secretary Pompeo interview with momentarily is going to be speaking from Senate. Bernie Sanders. Uh, Iran is now threatening to break out of the nuclear deal for the first time after complying. Listen to the way she she makes this uh, question. The president withdrew from it. Mm -hmm. So we see these. Hits on the tankers. They say there's intelligence. At least the Brits agree with the U.S. that this was Iranian-based or Iranian-proxied. You know, there could be an accidental war. What do you yes. do if you're the commander-in-chief, Bernie Sanders? You're president. Listen Sanders. to her phrasing. What do you do right now, where Iran is arguably acting Ar aggressively, even if it's they is arguably. She's like. First of all, just a couple of points, Andrea. First of all, what is absolutely necessary is an objective investigation as to these incidents. Uh, the oh my god! The bombing or the objective. Of, uh, objective? Oh no! Is not acceptable. You mean we don't just jump to conclusions <laughs> when it comes to a nuclear power? The secretary, yeah. Let me just ask, you don't accept the declaration no. from the Secretary of State? No, I don't. I mean, there needs to be an objective uh, investigation. As you know, the Japanese uh, take, in fact, the owner of the tanker that was attacked right. disagrees with Trump. Uh, <laughs> this is the main point that I want to make. If you look at the recent history of this country, uh, I think we understand that the two worst foreign policy disasters right. uh, were based on lies that came from the White House. Uh, you remember the so-called Gulf of Tonkin incident that led us to increase military involvement in Vietnam. And man, I could speak you know, that was my generation. 59,000 brave young men never came home from that war, and tens of thousands of more died, committed suicide, got into drugs when they came home. That was based on a lie. And then you look more recently at the war in Iraq, which I vigorously mm. opposed. Very I good points here. Cheney, yep. and I did not believe John Bolton, and I did not believe... John Bolton is the same guy involved in this whole debacle. Yep. Saddam Hussein in Iraq had weapons of mass destruction. Let me just say this. I will do everything that I personally can as a United States senator to stop 
the United States attacking Iran. If we go into a war with Iran, this will be an asymmetrical war, which will go on and on and on. There will be never-ending wars in the Middle East. It'll make the war in Iraq look like a cakewalk. <laughs> All right, we can stop there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's 100% true. I'm, that's the thing. I, I, I've been watching MSM and CNN purposefully this week because I've basically stopped watching them all together. But this week when I saw this whole Iran mm. thing came out, I, I was like, I have to see their take on, on this whole thing. And they were definitely pushing uh, that Iran is the bad guys. We got to think about attacking them. Uh, what's the next move? These kind of, you know, talking points as far as Iran goes. And it's just, this is the left-wing media pushing war. It's not good. Yeah, I know. Uh, a little fast update on uh, the Nigel Farage milkshake attack. Uh, Newcastle man was uh, told to pay com uh, uh, competition, and he was uh, given 150 hours of unworked assignment and then ordered to pay Mr. Farage 350 pounds. Yeah, I, 350 pounds. I mean, that probably is the cost of the guy's suit. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Farage's suit uh, yep. is my guess. 150 and, uh, hours of unpaid and, uh, work assignment. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It seems like a lot for just throwing a milkshake on somebody, but technically, I think that is assault, Fro. Yeah, oh yeah. It, uh, it so, oh. even though it's a funny assault, it's still technically assault if somebody was going to try. Oh, yeah. Was going to charge you with it, uh, right? Like we said before, a uh, five twenty-five banana salted milkshake from uh, we're, we're five guys is what what he attacked him with, right? Right. Uh, have you ever used the uh, genius? <sighs> no, but I've seen a lot of the memes that are out there right now about it. That's why I include. There's a lot of memes because they're they've got their own YouTube so channel, which is hilarious. <laughs> And it's so incredibly bad. If you want to see a very, very bad YouTube video uh, channel, go to the Genius channel. But uh, Genius said it caught Google copying lyrics. And uh, there's an update uh, about it because uh, Google explains. Tell me a little about this. It looks like we got an update last night. Yes. Um, that I had not seen until just now, but we'll go back to that, I guess. Oh, you see that, bro? There's a brand oh, yeah, new. No, I, 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 I read it today. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I had not, I had I not thought... seen that update because la well, oh, last okay. night when I went to bed, that was not there. So, um, okay. Genius is one of the pro most popular lyrics websites around, but it says Google is stealing more than just traffic with its search. Uh, the search giants uh, is stealing its own lyrical lyrics functionality. Uh, the website told the Wall Street Journal, Journal that the that Google has been using lyrics directly from its website. Furthermore, the website reportedly alerted Google of its infractions in 2017, and th then again back in April of this year. Over the last two years, we've shown mm -hmm. Google irrefutable evidence again and again that they display lyrics copied from our website. That irrefutable evidence is uh, embedded in the lyrics as Genius used a specific pattern of straight and curly apostrophes in them. 
Uh, when converted into Morse code, the pattern spelled red-handed. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> that is totally like a code developer, like a hacker thing to do. Uh, he claims that it found so funny, over 100 though. examples of stolen lyrics uh, via this method. Mm -hmm. I think that's yeah. great. And then, op and, uh, then uh, the update? Uh, the update says, uh, after the controversy surrounding Google's alleged scrapping of, uh, scraping of lyrics from Genius without authorization, Google has published a blog post in response. Essentially, it explains it does, does lift lyrics from third-party platforms, which it has agreements. The problem with the Genius lyrics appearing in Google search appears to prove that these third-party par third sites are lifting their lyrics from Genius, not Google. That kind of makes sense. Uh, Google has asked the third-party partners to investigate this issue to help combat, combat this. Uh, regardless of who's at fault, Google will introduce attribution text that will show up in the lyrics search results to properly credit the source. Okay, so that's their the that's Google's response to the whole the whole thing. But they basically said, yeah, okay, yeah. you you caught us, but we were going through somebody yep. else who was stealing it, so it's not our fault. It's their our th this third party uh, website's fault, which uh, I, I would like to see them say we've stopped doing business with this third party that was stealing stealing stuff, right? Right. But I don't see that in this. Let's, so let's say you stolen a, a TV, and I go to you, and I buy that TV, mm -hmm. and the police arrest me because for I for having a stolen TV, a stolen right t TV. Whose fucking fault is it? Is it mine for not checking with you where you got that TV from? <laughs> or is it you are selling it to me? <laughs> right. I, I, and the crazy part is I'm guessing that kind of law it changes like country to country, state to state, even here in America. Right. But my guess is if you were told it was stolen, you're to blame. If you weren't told it was stolen, you're you're not to blame, but maybe culpable. I don't know. Like, you wouldn't get as yeah, much trouble as the person who stole it, but you'd still get in some trouble, if that makes sense. I don't know. I think it depends mm -hmm. on where you are. Hey, uh, Trump has been... I can't believe this news, but uh, it is there. <laughs> this is actually kind of a follow-up to an other, another story we've covered multiple times about the Navy yeah. pilots uh, seeing UFOs. And uh, Trump says that he has been briefed on Navy sightings of UFOs. Right, it says uh, he was briefed that Navy pilots reportedly increased, uh, of the reportedly increased sightings of unidentified flying objects, adding that he doesn't particularly believe in the UFOs. Uh, in sp speaking with ABC's George Stephanopoulos in an interview segment on Saturday, Trump raised his eyebrows and grinned. When asked what he made of the reports, uh, I want them to think whatever they think, Trump said, of Navy pilots. I did have one very brief meeting on it, but people are saying they're seeing UFOs. Do I believe it? Not particularly. So Trump is not a UFO believer, obviously. Uh, no. Navy, gra the, right, this is the story we covered. Navy drafting new guidelines for how to report unidentified aircraft. Uh, political reported in April, pilots reported seeing objects flying at 30,000 feet with no exhaust and at supersonic p speeds, according to the New York Times. 
Trump did not seem eager to act on these reports, telling Stephanopoulos, we're going to see. So that was it. <laughs> mm. uh, hey, look, have you ever been mistaken for a celebrity? Uh, I, well, not mistaken, but I've been told I look like a certain celebrity before. Uh, what celebrity is that? <laughs> what's his name? I have to, Let me look it up real quick, and then I'll, I'll, I'll let you continue. Okay, because uh, Italian man accused of posing as George Clooney to sell clothes online has been arrested with his wife in Thailand after years of underrun from the police. Uh, Francesco Galeri, 58, and Van Chigoffi, 45, were arrested uh, by a joint operation of Interpol agents from Mumbai investigators, Thai police said. The couple dubbed uh, the Italian Bonnie and Clyde uh, has been wanted uh, in uh, of Interpol uh, on red, red notice since 2013. Wow. Uh, yeah. It's quite Gualdi a run, actually. was arrested. Yeah. Uh, Gualdi was arrested on Saturday near the city of Pattaya in on suspicion uh, of uh, staying in the country illegally while his wi wife was arrested for overstaying her visa. Uh, visa. Clooney sued them in a 2010 trial in Italy and testified against them, saying they had fraudulently used his name. The Oscar winner said he never approved any affiliation with the bogus brand GC Exclusive by George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is George, interesting. He, he, I, I, and you look at the yeah. guy, he does not look anything like George Clooney, <laughs> by no. the way. He's nothing like the guy. <laughs> no, no. Not even, not even close. Uh, during investigations, uh, Francesca confessed uh, to claiming to be uh, George Clooney and opening clothes business to trick people to sending money. A statement from Thailand Crime Suspicion uh, Division said. Yep. <sighs> so, uh, I mean, that's interesting. I don't know why yeah. you would want to choose George Clooney as the celebrity that was, of like, old, a fashion yeah. expert. But, I mean, I guess maybe. He, he's kind of known as, like, a sex symbol, or he was, like, in the 90s. I was thinking of yeah. Adrian Brody. I've been compared to a few times. Oh, yeah. I can see that. The nose and the <laughs> jawline. I have kind of the same yep. eye, eyebrows and everything. Yeah. Yep. I, I totally can see that. Um, I like... I look like Jabba the Hutt. If anybody... Oh my gosh, no you don't, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I look like Shrek minus the green. <laughs> if you had red hair, like actual red hair... Uh, right. I'm trying to think of what the kid's name is. You look like that one kid from a... What's the uh, Sandlot movie? You kind of have... You got the freckles and oh, everything. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I can see that. With, without my beard. I without the beard, yeah, totally. Hey, Trum has some very interesting news. Um, Trum is going to start his own podcast. Uh, I was thinking uh, we, we should uh, wish our competitor good luck. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't think there's... I mean, it's the internet. There's space for everybody on the internet is what I think, but it's getting less and less nowadays, it seems. You know what I mean? Uh But Yeah. Uh, Let's hear what Tron has to say about his upcoming news. Hello, this is Tron Tells the Truth. I have no special subject to talk about today. I'd rather that I'm going to start a new show. I've been talking about this for a long time. It's been a dream of mine to have a longer show. And I, I also had that in Norwegian. But, well, most people in the world doesn't speak Norwegian. Maybe some Swedish understand, some Danish, but not many. So, I'm going to cast a show called The Halvetron. Yes, but I'm still going to keep on doing this segment. And I'm going to do a segment more because this year is a Norwegian election. Innovation election and the greens are going up but i also follow the american election so since you have over 20 candidates on the democratic side it can be quite exciting the year well i, I sometimes you say you start a year in the beginning of, of the year but i start it really in the middle because during july things have to change august can be quite different in terms of what you do, what you think, what you experience the lazy days of July. This autumn going to be special. Yes, we have an election and we have, we have presidential candidate going up. But we also this summer going to be a period of thinking. That's because we see more and more what happened with climate change. Yeah. So that's going to be a one important issue. Why I want to start a longer show is because this segment is fun. And for three, four years I have done it, has been very good. And I'm going to keep on doing it. So if you're afraid that I'm going to go away, I'm not. I'm going to keep on doing this show, but I want to beg you show. I want something more, more. When I can talk with guests and talk with people and, uh, yes, have longer conversation, just not three, four minutes and snap, snap, snap and a funny point. So, if you have some suggestions, you can just do in the comment field down below, or you can write me. Um, my name is, yeah, you see me on another digital citizen, and I post things there all the time. So, this was not so much about one single issue, but I'm going to, in the end of this, and after plugging my show, say something more. Engage. Engage in politics, engage in the environmental questions, and, and definitely engage in human rights issues. I don't give a shit if you're liberal, conservative, or in the middle of something else. Join together on common values and deal with the bullshit who's going on today. This was Tron with Tron That's the Truth, and next time I'm going to be back in the normal sense, like one. In one case and just smack 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 but in August in August the show The Halbertron will start and I hope you will listen to me and people will keep on listening to this show and listen to this segment I mean have a nice day this was Tron Tells the Truth yeah so like I said good luck with that uh, Tron I may not oh yeah I mean you're about to find out how actually hard doing a podcast is every week. <laughs> so good luck <laughs> with that. Mm-hmm. We found our we found uh, out uh, around 150 episodes ago. 
<laughs> yeah, something like that. I mean, I would recommend maybe looking into getting a new microphone or something a little more high quality, um, and then making sure you have some way of, uh, if you're going to use, if you are going to do interviews like you mentioned in this, uh, make sure you have some way of getting a hold of people and recording them on Skype, which is easier nowadays on Skype because they do have some kind of recording function, but it's not as good quality. So I don't know. Uh, if you want to talk to me or look up online ways to do that, better quality, uh, let me know or somebody else. Or if anybody else is looking to start a podcast and you want to get a hold of us, send us an email at anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. Have we gotten any emails? I, of course, have not even looked, and I just plugged the email. Yeah, I can plug the Facebook page. Yeah, go, uh, go to that. Facebook if, if you're if you're not uh, like me and cries about the numbers uh, on Facebook. <laughs> go to another digital citizen on Facebook. Be a member, please. <laughs> uh, um, no. Oh my god. No. Uh, nothing on. Nothing there. Okay. Anything on Facebook? Uh, just some memes, uh, a couple articles of things, a few videos, uh, the new stuff coming from the BoxMac people with the Junts, uh, SNES, uh, new thing. Have you been watching that show? The new, no. Bo it's not BoxMac. He's got this gigantic collection of SNES everything from the Super Scope all the way down to obscure Japanese controllers and things like that. Oh, it's pretty interesting cool. stuff if you're into kind of 90s nostalgia video games. Mm, cool. Maybe I will watch it. Talking about things uh, I forcefully make uh, people watch, uh, you have seen an episode of The House on the Haunted Hill on Netflix, Luke. What is this show all about? Right, uh... It's about a house that's uh, a family moves into uh, with a. It's a family with two parents and I think it was five or six kids, and it, it, this is the beginning of the show. Uh, it's haunted, obviously the house, hence the name of the show. And um, one of the kids sees this ghost. They freak out. Uh, the mother freaks out, and then they leave the house, and it's what like 20 years later, 25 years later, or something like that mm -hmm. in the show, uh, you meet all the same kids that lived in this house when when they're much more grown up. And it's the story of them uh, being re-haunted, basically, is a good, a easy way to put it without ruining anything. Um, well, yeah. I thought this was... Fro really liked the show. I thought this show was incredibly cheesy. Uh, I thought the acting was subpar in the middle like it wasn't terribly terrible but it wasn't mm. uh, it wasn't even on par with great tv acting of 2019 um mm. i thought the storyline had a, a bit to desire maybe if i had read the book or whatever i would be i would be able to connect to it more but it felt like there were things Not left really. out that i needed to have seen somewhere yeah. else or i don't know um that that's one of the biggest problems with with watching just in one episode of things of this is like a lot of things get explained the more you watch it. Right, but you got to consider so, like 
if it wasn't me and we weren't doing this for a podcast, yeah. if it was just a random person and they were going on Netflix and like, oh, if, if there's something I want to watch, they're going to go through one episode, and if they don't like it, they're going to yeah. be yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, so overall, I would give this maybe a four. Uh, wow. not, not middle of the road, but um, a little below for me. Uh, I think. I think the cheesiness factor is really hurt it for me because I wanted to be mm. scared. I went into it going, okay, this is going to be really, really scary. And the scary mm. stuff was just cheesy scary. It wasn't scary, scary. So, Right. And I, just to say to, to the people, I gave this nine, a nine or a ten out of ten. So I, I, I was scared shitless when I watched this. I but remember I, you I, saying I, you, you like had nightmares or you couldn't sleep that oh, night, yeah. the night after you saw the first the uh, oh. first few episodes or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not get I, that I, out of it. I was so <laughs> I was so out of it when I watched this. But yeah, no, I I think it impacts uh, people uh, differently. I'm totally okay with you not liking it. I I was curious if you would like it or not, and you didn't. It's okay. I will cry tonight. I guess so. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> plenty of other TV shows I've liked and you have not, and uh, vice versa. Yep. So, yep. Well, but uh, look, that means that you are going to give me a show for next week. Right. Um, I'm pretty sure you haven't seen this unless you watch it this week for some reason, but how about the first episode <laughs> of an Australian show called Mr. Black? Never uh, seen that. Okay. Cool. Do you want to tell me a little about it? or? Uh, well, actually, I talked about this in the past on the show, but Mr. Black, Australian show, it's a sitcom about a um, guy who's going to meet his um, girlfriend's father because he's thinking mm -hmm. about marrying her, and he wants to meet the family, and, um, and so he goes to meet her father, and her father is uh his number one he's disabled but number two he's very mean and is very overly protective about his daughter so it's him trying to keep the father is trying to keep the son from getting with his daughter uh and it, it's it's kind of a battle between the two of them you all just have to watch it very funny though comedy <coughs> comedy sitcom sorry <coughs> <coughs> Okay, so let's go into what else we watched this week. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely nothing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Another huge week yeah. in TV, but we did, I mean, we knew yes. it was going to happen because we covered all those TV shows that were going to start this week, so. Let's begin with something you recommended for me. City on the Hill, episode one of season one. Uh, this was very, very, very good, Luke. Wow, good. Um, like the, wasn't the yeah, acting just I, impeccable? Oh, woo! Fuck, this was good. Not um, a single bad actor or actress in this whole show, I think. No, no. Yeah, no, it's impeccable acting, and it's also incredibly good storyline. And uh, I, I recommend it. I give this first episode uh, eight and a half. Almost nine out of ten. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's first episode, but I can't imagine it going downhill from here. I, I, no. I, yeah, I think it's going to stay on par, but 
I mean, yeah. really, to be honest, the only way it could go is down, I think. I, if it goes up, it's going to be... Even, I can't even imagine how good the show's going to be. So, uh, yeah. what else did I see this week? Actually, we'll start with the... F- I watched the finale of Mr. Black. <laughs> so, this week, oh. uh, yesterday, actually, fro, on Tuesday, was the finale of the show. Uh, the finale was a two-parter. There are eight episodes in total. Uh, the finale was a seven and eight. Uh Overall, I give this show a 7. I already told you what it was about, so let's move on to the next show. <laughs> cool. Uh, I watched a show that I didn't think I would like. Uh, it's called Trinkets, and it's on Netflix. Uh, I also saw the show. Uh, it's it's skewered as a um, teenager show. And I found myself fucking loving this show. I have no clue why other than I think the acting was very, very good. I think the storyline was something I've seen a thousand times before. But they Did you? Put, uh, I, did, I did not think the storyline... I thought this was a pretty original storyline. Oh, I, I was just going to say, but I... Put a little like fresh spin on it. Oh, okay, yeah. Where, yeah, yeah. I, I was just going to say that. All right. Where where we have seen a thousand and and one high school uh, shows before. Everything where, sucks. Where, last year. Is it, yeah. 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 Uh, but this this felt uh, like I said extremely fresh. I I I think it's it's uh, one of my biggest surprises. Uh, this year, because I was going into this and thinking to myself, this is not going to be good. And or maybe this isn't going to be for me, is what I was right. thinking. Because it's not, this right. is not made for the demographic of 35-year-old no. male. <laughs> right. Ne- not, not, not at all. So I, uh, I felt I had no right to love it as much as I did. But I, I, I saw every episode of it, and I fucking loved it. I gave this an 8. And did you notice where this was filmed from? No. Portland, Oregon. A lot of oh, yeah, yeah. scenes in this, I, you, you know mm-hmm. the when they go into the porn shop, the sex shop? Mm-hmm. I've been in there multiple times. That ex- That isn't even a fake sex shop. They used a real sex shop for the show. Oh. Yeah, I've been in that oh. exact store before. Uh, actually, when they go in, the front door they show you to go into it, that's not mm-hmm. the real front door of the shop. That's a f- they used a fake front door, went in, and then came out the fake front door again. That's still a whole different business, which I thought was funny wow. as somebody who lived in Portland for many years. Again, yeah. when they did the cleanup part, that is the actual uh, river there in front of. That's actual downtown Portland. So very cool that it's an, uh, uh, totally filmed in Portland. I'm sure I probably even know people who worked on this if I you know, went out and got a hold of some people I used to hang out with in Portland. But... Uh, I thought this show was, again, like Fro said, incredibly surprising. I watched... I only got through four episodes. How many did you get to see? Oh, I saw all of it. Oh, okay. The one thing I I was... I don't know if you noticed this or if this was just me because I remember it uh, from the news cycle at the time, but you remember when when Winona Ryder got in trouble for uh, shoplifting? Right. Does the main character of the show look anything like a young Winona Ryder to you, Fro? (laughs) A little. Her yeah. hair, the haircut, the face, yeah, the her haircut, face. Yeah. She. I thought I was like, 
there's got to be some kind of a little bit of a nod here to that. Um, yeah. Because this whole show is about some teenage girls who are basically kleptomaniacs, and they, they yeah. join together, uh, even though they're kind of odd, oddballs in their school. One's, you know, the goth girl, one's the popular girl, and one's the uh, outcast. I was going to say nerdy, but she's more of the outcast. She's not really nerdy. Oh, yeah. um, and they, they form their own little group, which um, I th that's the best thing about this is the storyline. I, I would say the acting is average. I would say the storyline is pretty amazing. Overall, I gave it a 5.5. Yeah. Like I said, I, I did not think I would like it as much as I did. Because I was like... What did you give it again? Really... I gave it an 8. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I went. It's your turn. Oh, it is. You're correct. Um... AP Bio finale, season, uh, season two finale. Uh, mm -hmm. This show has Last been... Episode. <laughs> what? Last episode. <laughs> Very last episode because the show has been canceled. Um, yes. Completely. I really like the show, so I don't know why it got canceled other than I guess maybe the ratings weren't doing all that well. Um, I mean, it's not really a family show. It's not a show you could sit down with your kids and watch. You know what I mean? Wow. So I guess I understand that, but overall, for both seasons, I give the show an 8, and I'd recommend, if it's on Netflix or Hulu or something, to binge it. I don't know. What do you think, from? Eh. <laughs> you were never really a I'm fan? A, I, I wasn't a very big fan, no. But I, 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 I saw season 1. I, I, I will probably watch season 2 as well. I mean, there's this Is one that, character who... The it's girl, good enough. The girl in his class with the big, giant, thick glasses, who is like his mm. cheerleader girl, is it's just a character in the show that I'm going to miss. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Right. Hey, remember when we made fun of people that will watch uh, Kate Plus Date? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I watched the first episode of Kate Plus Date uh, this week, uh, look. Um, <laughs> Why would you do <laughs> that? I was... Why? Yeah. Um, just because okay. I could say that that I have watched an episode of Kate Plus Date. I will never ever watch it again, and I regret watching it in the first place. So I give it a one. All right. I saw. Let's see. Is there any other finales I saw here, or just new ones? Yeah, new thing. Uh, I watched all of Jin. Did you see this? Yep. I watched the whole first season. Um, it's uh, it's uh, it's about um, genies. It's about a group of high school students who go on a field trip and end up accidentally mm -hmm. summoning a genie uh, or a mm -hmm. jinn, right? Uh, this yeah, is I had this on 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 my list when we did the. Uh... When when we did the most uh, like when we did the summer uh, sweeps, I had this on my list of last uh, week. shows I want. Yeah, I right. want I mean, to see. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it was it was good. I really liked the storyline. There's again this. There's a lot of cheese in this. I thought oh, there's a lot of cheesiness. Cheesy. Not a lot of great <laughs> acting, but it's kind no. of hard to tell how good or bad the acting was in this show because it's not in English. It's in right. Uh, I'm not really sure. Uh, well, I know the show is based in Jordan because they they said it in Petra, 
So it must right. they must be filming in Jordan. But I'm not really sure what language it is, but I watched it with the overdub. Is that how you watched it? Yeah. With the English overdub? Well. Yeah. Um, yep. So a little hard to tell how good or bad the acting was because we are watching with an overdub. But overall, mm-hmm. as far as a show goes, um, I gave it a four. What about you? Yeah, I was very disappointed about this. Uh, I thought it would be more... Um, fun to be honest. I was a little like, really? Well, was this it? Uh, I, I was uh, three episodes and I was out of it. I gave it a three. I, yeah, I watched the whole thing. I mean, we're still pretty close a three and a four as far as scores go, yeah. but I'm surprised yeah. you didn't watch the whole thing. Um, it does have a I kind of interesting... I really could... The ending, yeah, I'll tell you, Fro, does kind of have a very interesting twist. So, there you go. Okay. Maybe that's the extra point I gave it that you didn't. Huh. Maybe. Uh, let's go into Jet. Did you see this? No, I did not. Uh, it's a Cinemax uh, uh, new show. Uh, very, 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 very surprised. Uh about uh, how good this is. Um, uh, I don't really remember if I've seen uh, uh, a Cinemax show before. I probably have, but uh, it's like it's it's very like action drama, and it has uh, Carla Duini. Uh, I never heard of her before. I don't think I've seen her in anything before either. But I, I think uh, I, I will give this first episode seven point five. And what's it about? It's it's about this female uh, uh, fresh out of prison thief that uh, is forced to doing. Uh, uh, criminals work and they exploit her skills to, to do bad things. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I'm looking through TV shows made by Cinemax right now, Fro, just to kind of... Mm-hmm. Did you ever see Max Headroom <laughs> from the 80s? No. Okay. Did you ever see uh, the Transporter TV show from 2012? Yeah. Uh, then I'm guessing you've never seen a TV show by Cinemax before, so there you go. Yeah. Because all the rest of them are, like, so obscure, I've never heard of them. Uh, yeah. Let's see, what else did I see this week? I think... Yeah, no, I, I, think, I think you would like this, actually. I recommend it. Like, 7.5 is not a bad score. Okay. Uh, something we both saw, I know, at least the first episode. I'm not sure if you saw any more of this, but Too Old to Die Young from Amazon. <laughs> I did watch more than you. I watched 13 fucking hours of this. Why would you do that? <laughs> I will tell you why. Okay. But, uh, you can go into what you think. I, I want to hear why. <laughs> I want to hear why you would... I'll start and tell everybody why I think it's crazy. Because every... It's what, 10 episodes? Yeah. And every episode is an hour and a half each. Which yeah. is... It's over an hour and a half each, which is over the length of a feature-length film. Every episode is a yeah. fe- feature-length film. 
All right. Now, why did you watch this much of this show? <laughs> because I fucking love that. I it's it's uh, it's one of my new favorite shows of the year. Look, uh, if you really like watching I, people individually count the change in their wallet, <laughs> you may love the show. If you want to see somebody. The entire scene of them flossing each tooth, like, very precisely with close-ups, uh, or um, somebody looking through a phone book for a very obscure name that they don't know the first letter for, these may be reasons you want to see this show, because it's boring. <laughs> I, I, I understand why you think it is boring. It's not that I think That's it's boring, me. Fro. It is boring. The, the, it's like <laughs> when the, the the actor did the lines, and then the director was like, yeah, but can you slow that down, like, 6x speed? Can you really, really take it down a notch? Like, when you oh. answer somebody in real life, when you go, hey, Fro, how's it going? And then I'd go, oh, pretty good. But in this, it's, hey, Fro, how's it going? And then they look at each other and pause, camera cut, Camera cut, facial, mm. close-up, close-up, <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> it's like, that's not necessary. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this show would probably be two hours long if they cut out all the pauses and the nonsense, like, <coughs> showing him. I don't need a whole scene of him parking. You know what I mean? Like, it's not necessary. They, there was a lot of filler bullshit in this show. This is a 13-hour long movie, and uh, I I have seen this uh, man Nicholas Winding reference uh, other movies, and I think he has um, made uh, the 2010 Punisher, uh, 2010. 16's Neon Demon, uh, 2013, uh, uh, Only God Forgives. Um, that's maybe the most, like, uh, he's known for, uh, for. And he's a very wish, visual director. And I, I, I want to say that if you're watching this as a TV show, you you can just fucking forget it because it's not really a TV show. It's a thirteen hour movie, and it's slow uh, for a movie, bro. This is slow for right? like this is slow for an experimental film. It's slow, like the, oh, yeah, the pacing. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying it's the best thing since uh, fucking margarine. I'm not saying that, but but I tremendously liked this as. Uh, a film nerd uh, <laughs> looking at the shots and looking on on how it was uh, directed and uh, I must say that uh, Miles Teller that pi uh, plays Martin Jones in this is one of the best acting I have ever seen. Oh my gosh, him. he doesn't have any emotion. I, They're like, can you have less emotion? Because you have, you're, you're actually showing some emotion now. Can you tone it down and not like be completely bland and boring? Because that's what we want from you. How do you think that's good? <laughs> and when you say yeah, beautiful shots, yes, they are beautiful shots. But there is a thing about 
cinematography, or in this case, I would say the editing would have helped as well, because you could have done it in post, is you don't show unnecessary shit to waste time, because mm. you're wasting people's time. Don't show me um, a guy cleaning the lint out of his pocket, or, you know, there's just things in here where it's like, you can cut that out, because we don't need to see it. it. You don't need to show every single little minute step of the way. Like, uh, when you're... If you're seeing somebody go to a phone booth and make a phone call, the shot should start where he picks up the receiver and t types in the numbers. Not he walks all the way across the street, he goes over there, looks at the phone booth, thinks about it without saying anything, puts in the money, in the quarters in, then he dials the number, then he picks the thing up and waits for like five minutes till somebody answers. There's a shit ton mm. of stuff you can just cut out that is unnecessary and a waste of the viewer's time, which I felt was just to make this thing 13 hours long. I didn't feel like it was done because, oh, this is going to be a beautiful, amazing, long shot. I thought it was, uh, we want to make the longest TV show possible. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think it it uh, blends down to like this. Uh, uh, this very felt European and very like it felt like it's made for like we have slow TV here in Norway. We yeah, I mean, that. I guess that. And and I I think I think there's there's something in this art form that I I just loved. I I I, I mean. I, I'm not going to say that it's the best show I ever ever seen, but for me personally, this was a nine out of ten. Cut out all the bullshit, like cut it down so every episode is forty five minutes or whatever, because you could do that very easily with the show, and I would give it a way higher score, um, because you don't need all the insanely long pauses that don't mean anything. He's trying to build tension, but all is all it does is bore me. Um, and I understand that it's trying to be artsy, but there's a fine line between artsy and pretentious. And when you do these really long, long, long things over and over again, it, it, it skirts up to that line of pretentiousness for, for me, not for you. I think it passed it, so I gave this a three. <laughs> like I said... We don't have to agree every time. <laughs> I think it's better we don't, because the people listening yeah. aren't all going to agree either. So there you go. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, I guess you went, so it's my time. Yes. Uh, Euphoria. Uh, first episode of that. Uh, it's uh, created by Sam Levison, having uh, some actors I really didn't know. It's a teen uh, drama. <clears throat> it's based on a on a, a Hebrew television show I have never seen, and uh, it also follows a group of high school uh, students that uh, navigates through drug, sex, identity, trauma, social media, love, and friendship. But wow, that's the most this, generic description ever. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, but. Uh, like like uh, trinkets, this was just very 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 fucking bad. Okay, I did not like this at all. Um, it it it, uh, it has gotten pretty good uh, 
reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it was 81%. Uh, yeah, 81% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, but for me, this first episode, uh, 4 out of 10? Yeah, 4 uh, out of 10. Uh, let's see. I think this is my last thing, so um, let me check. Yeah, last thing. Uh, season 2, episode 1 of one of my favorite shows from last year, Strange Angel. Yay! I'm so glad you saw this. Uh, I gave this first episode a 6.5. I did not think mm -hmm. it was as good as this, the first no. season, but no. I think it's also building to something else um, in the future that is going to be kind of... It's going to redeem itself maybe in the first three episodes, is my guess. Because I see the seeds that are being planted in this first episode. I, I fucking hope it turns around. Because I write in my notes, so fucking disappointed. Where I felt like they went out with a bang last season. And this uh, episode, I felt was a tremendous letdown. I gave this uh, episode a 5.5, .5 actually. We're still uh, pretty close. And, I gave it a 6.5. You gave yeah. it a 5.5, .5, yeah. Yeah, but I, I was very disappointed in this. See, what I think... I, I don't uh, know I don't know if you saw this, but it's clear that there's time missing between the end of the first season and this episode. Right. So oh, I yeah, think yeah. in the first three episodes, we're going to get a big flashback, and that's going to redeem it. That's what I think from I, I, it. I could so. I could be wrong, but we'll see. I really hope so, because they need to fucking do something. I mean, as far as the acting and the cinematography and the editing and everything like that, technical perspective, yeah. it's exactly yeah. the same. On par, oh, exactly yeah. the same. Uh, yeah. Acting, the exactly the same. Storyline yeah. is exactly... Yeah, that's where we're both having a little bit of a problem. Yeah, I totally agree. Um... Then I watched uh, uh, Grand Grand Hotel. Uh, this was uh, made by a desperate type's wife uh, character. What is her name again? Uh, I, I, I didn't see the show, so I don't know. <laughs> no. Uh, you want me to buy you some time? He, yes. Uh, I saw the preview for the show, and um, it looks awful. It looks like Desperate Housewives in a Hotel uh, with some uh -huh. kind of murder happening. I don't know. It's like Clue, uh, the Clue the movie mixed with Desperate Housewives is what it looked like to me. That is totally uh, correct. Uh, I gave it a 2.5, by the way. So I'm, I'm not sure why I'm looking so desperately after who it was uh, from the Desperate Housewives that made this. But it's just... It's... Eva Long, uh, Longoria. Longoria. There you go. Yeah, there we go. See, the, prob uh, the problem is I didn't see Grand Hotel, and I never watched Desperate Housewives, a single episode. So, right. yeah. Uh, I like Desperate Housewives. I'm, I'm going to be uh, completely honest and say that I, I actually like Desperate Housewives. Hey, you're not in the minority. Most people at the time, it was like the biggest show on TV when it first came out. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just going to say that <coughs> to people that that watched it, yes, I dropped up uh, off when they also did the time jump. 
there's a time jump in season four or five or oh, something. Okay. And I fucking didn't care. Yeah, that never works <laughs> in a t- in TV shows, does it? The one hundred. Oh, uh, you still watch that? No, I've stopped actually. Yeah. I mean, I may binge it at the end of the season. You know what I mean? If I feel mm. if I feel like I want to, but I watched four episodes and I'm kind of like I don't. I don't really want to watch yeah. anymore. It's not going anywhere yeah, no, that I that I want. I, I watched I watched three, so we totally agree. Yeah, that was the, the last thing I watched. Uh, but yeah, uh, I don't recommend Grand Hotel to anybody. Oh, one thing we forgot to mention that I sent you an article and I actually linked it in our thing and somehow forgot to mention it. Uh, the Good Place oh, yeah. season four is going to be the last season. I'm very happy to. See. To say this, uh, not because it's a bad show, but uh, uh, the reason why it's ca- uh, cancelled, uh, it, it's not because it's cancelled, because they actually have had uh, a se- four-season story arc, and they want to end it with that story arc. Right, instead of being greedy and going, oh, we could make more money and, and stretch it out over another season and it won't make any fucking sense. Or we could end yeah. it where it's supposed to end. Yeah, and I love that. I think that's awesome. Yeah, so I'm very, I'm very, very happy to 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 see that uh, they are ending it. And Not I also think the story itself natural. is coming to a natural end. There's nowhere else you can go yeah. with this story. Yeah. Especially after the season finale of season three. <laughs> yeah, totally. I thought that after the end of season two, and after the end of season three, it was like, okay, yeah. now where do you go? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm very excited for season four. It will be interesting. Hey, also what was interesting, and I knew terribly uh, much about, because I, uh, like I told you last week, I read a book about this, uh, The Philadelphia Experiment. Luke, what is the Philadelphia Experiment? It is an alleged military experiment supposed to have been carried out by the U.S. Navy. At the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard in Pennsylvania, excuse me, sometime around around October 1943, the U.S. Navy destroyer USS Eldridge was claimed to have been rendered invisible or cloaked to enemy devices. The first story appeared in 1955 in letters of unknown origin sent to writer and astronomer Morris K. Jessup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, he uh, has a Master of Science of degree in astronomy and uh, through employment for most of his life as an automobile parts salesman and photographer. But it is most remembered for his writings on UFOs. And here's some of his books. Uh, 1955, The Case for UFO. Uh, 1956, UFO and the Bible. Uh, 19, mm-hmm. Also 1956, The UFO Annual. And 1957, The Expanding Case for UFOs. Um, all by him. It's a lot of books to make in, in actually three years. It's pretty impressive. Oh, yeah. Four, four books in three years. I totally agree. So let's go to the so, origins of the story. Yes, I was just going to ask you that. You want me to do it? Okay. Uh, in 1955. Uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Astronomer. I was ready. You were I was re- like, yeah, it's not. 
Oh, I'll go into the first sentence or first paragraph. Okay. You do the second one. Astronomers and UFO researchers, researcher Morris K. Jessup, like we just said, uh, published what? the case for UFOs about unidentified flying objects and the exotic means of propulsion they might use. Uh, receiving two letters from a Carlos Miguel Allende, who was also who also identified himself as Carl M. Allen in other correspondence, uh, who claimed to have witnessed a Secret World War II experiment in the Philippe, uh, Philadelphia shipyard. In this experiment, he claimed the destroyer USS Eldridge was rendered invisible, teleporting to New York teleporting to another dimension where encountered aliens and teleport then teleporting through time resulting in the death of several sailo sailors some of whom, whom ended up fused with the ship's hull mm -hmm. uh, Jessup dismissed the, these claims as crackpot early in 1957 uh, Jessup was contacted by the office of Naval Research in Washington DC that have received a parcel containing a backpack copy of the case of UFO in a manila uh, envelope marked Happy Easter. <laughs> the book uh, being ex essentially uh, annotated in its uh, margins, written three different shades of pink ink, in appearing detail and corresponding among three individuals. Only one, which is given a uh, name, Jemmy, uh, the O-N-R, labeled the other two as Mr. A and Mr. B. Uh, the annotate, or I guess Mr. A and Mr. B and Jemmy referred to each other mm -hmm. as gypsies, which I think is actually, isn't that like a derogatory term in, 19, in 2019? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But they're not really f referring to Romneys. They're referring to themselves as this. So I guess it's not really. Uh, they referred to themselves as that and discussed two different types of people living in outer space. Uh, their texts contain non-standard use of capitalization and punctu punctuation and detailed a lengthy discussion of the merits and various elements of Jessup's book. Uh, there were references to the Philadelphia experiment. One example is that Mr. B reassures his fellow annotators that oh who have highlighted certain theories of Jessup's uh, based on the handwriting title and subject matter Jessup concluded a large part of the writing was Aladane's the person who originally sent him the letter and others mm -hmm. have the same conclusion that the three styles of annotations are from the same person using the three pens yeah right uh, the owner founded small printing of a hundred copies of the volume by Texas-based Vero Manufacturing Company, which later became known as the Vero Edition, with anecdotes therefore known as the Vero Annotations. Jason uh, tried to publish more uh, books about uh, subjects of UFOs, but were unsuccessful, losing his publisher and experience of succession of downturns of his personal life uh, led him to commit suicide in Florida on April 30, 1959. All right, so um, the general synopsis, I think, is the next place to go. Uh, the experiment allegedly based on the aspect of unified field theory 
uh, a term coined by Einstein to describe a class of potential theories such as theories such as theories would aim to describe mathematical and physical the interrelated nature of forces electromagnetism and gravity in other words using the res respective fields into a single field wow i have no idea what that means uh, according to some accounts unspecified researchers thought there were some versions of this field that would enable large electrical generators to bend light around an object via uh, refraction so that the object may become completely invisible. The Navy regarded this uh, of military value and sponsored the experiment. Mm. Other unattributed versions of the story proposed that researchers were preparing magnetic gravitational measurements on the seafloor to detect anomalies supposedly based on Einstein's attempt to uh, figure out gravity. In this version, there were also related secret experiments in Nazi Germany uh, to defy or to find anti-gravity, which allegedly led to SS... Led by. Oh, led by uh, Hans Kammler? Hans Kammler. SS Hans, Hans Kammler. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, and uh, as they say, it's not relatable, attributable accounts, but most of the accounts of the supposed experiment. USS Eldridge was uh, fitted uh, with the required uh, equipment at the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard. Testing began in the summer of 1943 and was supposedly successful to a limited extent. One of the test results in the Elder Bridge being rendered nearly invisible with some witnesses reporting a greenish fog appearing from its place. Crew members uh, complained of uh, severe nausea afterwards. Also, uh, reportedly, the ship uh, repaired some sailors. Uh, uh, some sailors were embedded in the metal structures of the sh uh, ship, including one sailor who ended up on the deck level below, where he began uh, and had his hand embedded in the steel hull of the ship, as well as some sailors who com uh, went completely bananas, in, in quotes. <laughs> there are also claims uh, that the experiment was altered after uh, that point at the request of the Navy, limiting to uh, creating a stealth technology that would render USS Eldridge invisible to the radar. None of these allegations have uh, apparently uh, subsidized. Oh, sustained. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, sorry. I, I think this is interesting because uh, let's say they did have uh, they fitted this equipment onto this and they really were trying to test for this let's say they were a lot of these except for uh people being embedded in the steel structure a lot of these things that they're saying as far as nausea and um going completely bananas and uh feeling uh, having strange feelings from people if you were to create a giant magnetic field electromagnetic field fro it can um uh, electro fields can affect certain people in different ways if that makes sense like if you have a uh 
a really high powered power box and your body is uh is sensitive to electromagnetic waves your body could end up feeling it and you wouldn't know why you could feel nauseous and feel these kind of things if that makes sense so let's say mm -hmm. the government was trying to do this with this massive amount of electricity they could have been trying it maybe it wasn't successful but it would have given the effects uh, that some people may have had and maybe if it did cause these soldiers to go like it fried their brain with all the electro waves it could have caused them to to uh, hallucinate seeing somebody stuck in the hull of the ship does that make sense bro right 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 so there's kind of an explanation i could give if they ever found evidence that this was an actual experiment um but let's go into evidence it says Historian yes. Mike Dash notes that many authors who publicized the Philadelphia Experiment story after Jessup appeared to have conducted little to no research of their own. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Mm -hmm. uh, through the late 70s, for example, uh, it was often described as a mysterious and difficult to locate, but Gorman determined Alden and Allen's identity after only a few telephone calls. Others speculated that much of the key literature emphasizes dramatic uh, embellish embellishment rather than uh, permanent research. Berlitz and Moore's account of the story in the, the book The Philadelphia Experiment Project Invisibility claim to include factual information such as transcripts of an interview with a scientist involved and in an experiment, but their work has also been criticized for plagiarizing key story elements from another novel which was published a year earlier okay yeah and that is uh the book i have read oh really interesting yes was it yes. a good book is a good question no <clears throat> okay because i saw a movie oh. about this this weekend we'll get i'll go into it in the movie round but it wasn't a good movie either um not a very good track read. record of like uh, quality movies or TV shows or books right. when it comes what, to this. What, what movie was it? Like? Well, we'll go it's into the TV. It'll be the first thing we go into the movie round right after uh, we go okay. out of this. So, yeah. Okay. Um, because I, I have a strange feeling it's the same fucking movie I watched this week. Okay. Uh, misunderstandings and documented naval experiments. Uh, personnel of the 4th Naval District have suggested the alleged event was a misunderstanding of routine research. Uh, an earlier theory was that the foundation of the of the stories arose from degaussing experiments. What is that? Degaussing is a process of decreasing or eliminating a remnant magnetic field. Uh, it is named after the Gauss, a, un a unit of magnetism. Oh, okay, I see. Uh, mm -hmm. The degaussing experiments, which have the effect of making the ship undetectable or invisible to magnetic minds. Uh, that apparently didn't work, uh, according to the story we covered in the news this week, Magnetic Minds. But another possible uh, story about levitation, teleportation, and the effects on the human crew might have uh, been attributed to experiments with the generating plant of the destroyer USS Timmerman, whereby a high-frequency generator produced coronary discharges through... Although none of the crew reported suffering ill effects from the experiment. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's a very it's a very 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 interesting experiment, and it's a very 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 uh, 
cool thing to look into. It's been very, very fun to read uh, read about this. You know what Corona discharges are, Fro? Now that I'm seeing this, about the USS Timmerman? No. That's the same thing they do with the harp, which we covered in the past. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. That's super interesting. Very interesting connection there. Mm. Uh, why don't you go into alternative explanations? Alternative explanations. Of course, I will, my dear. Uh, let's see. Researcher Jacques Velzeux <laughs> uh, describes the producer on board as uh, on USS Engstrom, which was docked alongside Eldridge in 1943. The operation involved a generation of powerful electromagnetic fields on board the ship in order to deperm or disgauss it. The Gauss, like, like I just said with the, the other thing, yeah. Right. Uh, which is the goal of uh, rendering the ship undetectable uh, or invisible to magic. Uh, ma magic. <laughs> Actually, it says right... <laughs> magic. <laughs> it says right here, and it says, degaussing is still used today. However, it has no effect on visible light or radar. Uh, Valali uh, Valali uh, speculates that the account of the USS Eng Engstrom degaussing might have been uh, garbled and, and confabulated into sub subsequent retellings of the accounts and may have influenced the story of the Philadelphia experiment. So he's saying it's kind of the the telephone game, Fro. If you you know what I'm talking about, right? Magnetically fused undersea mine. And torpedoes. The system was invented uh, by a Canadian uh, and the Royal Navy and other navies used it widely during World War II. Uh, British ships was also often included in uh, discussing systems built into the upper uh, decks uh, in, for example, uh, a boat called HMS Belfast in London. Discussing is, yeah, like you said, used today. It says here, uh, aboard the USS Engstrom, like we were just talking about, it is suggested uh, it traveled from Philadelphia to Norfolk and back again in a single day at the time when merchant ships could not. Uh, but mm -hmm. by use of the Chesapeake and Delaware Canal and Chesapeake Bay, which was not open to naval vessels, the use of the channel was kept quiet uh, as German submarines had ravaged the shipping along the East Coast. Um, the, the mil thus, the military ships, unable to protect themselves, secretly moved via canal. So this, as far as, like, they're saying, uh, remember, they're saying the ship disappeared from Philadelphia and ended up in New York. Mm -hmm. This could explain that because... It, nobody would have seen it go along the coast because it was going secretly through these canals in a day. Right. So that's what they're saying. This, uh, it was secretly moved, not that it was. Uh, it wasn't the Philadelphia experiment that caused it to disappear and reappear in another place. Which that makes sense. The same veteran. Oh yeah. Oh, it says here. Uh, the same veterans claim to be the man that uh, witnessed the disappearing. Oh, he claimed to witness a disappearing at a bar. He claimed that when he, when a fight broke out, a friendly barmaid whisked him out of the bar before police arrived because he was underage drinking. 
they then covered him by claiming that he had disappeared. So that might add to it as well. This guy, the police covered for the Navy officer because he was a Navy officer. So instead of arresting him, they covered for him for the fight uh, by saying he just disappeared. And then that might have also, using the um, the telephone game, gotten added into this whole story as why somebody would disappear. Huh, interesting. Should we go to the Department of Navy <laughs> Office of Naval Research in Arlington, Virginia, Luke? Let's do that, yeah. Because I found some information say, on that, on the Philadelphia yeah. experiment from them, yeah. On the Naval History and Heritage Command website, if anybody is interested. Right. Uh, over the years, the Navy has received innumerable curious about the Philadelphia experiment or project and alleged role of the U Office of Naval Research in it. Uh, the major majority of these inquiries are directed at the Awful of Naval Research. The frequency of, of these queries predictably, predictably intensifies each time the experiment is mentioned in popular press uh, or, or in a science fiction book. Uh, the genesis <laughs> of the experiment dates back to a publication of Case for UFOs by Morris K. Jessup, like we said. Uh, and it goes into stuff we've talked about here before, but then you go down towards the bottom. Uh, ONR has never conducted any investigations on invisibility, either in 1943 or at any other time. ONR was established in 1946, by the way. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. In view of present scientific knowledge, ONR science do not believe that such an experiment could be possible except for the realm of science fiction. <laughs> I like that ending. And that Except, was from 2016, that post um, yeah. from them. Um, so, what did they say a year after? <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> they go deep, more deeply into it. Allegedly, uh, oh, they go into the, the whole idea of what it is, and we, we just went through all that. Uh, the Philadelphia Experiment has also been called Project Rainbow, a comprehensive search of the archives has failed to identify records of Project Rainbow relating to teleportation or making a ship disappear. In the 1940s, mm -hmm. the codename Rainbow was used to refer to Rome, Berlin, Tokyo, Axis. The Rainbow plans were a war plan to defeat Italy, Germany, and Japan. Rainbow, five, uh, Rainbow V, or Rainbow 5, the plan... In effect, uh, December seventh, nineteen forty-one, when the when the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor, uh, some and researchers I, yeah. erroneously concluded that degaussing has a connection to making objects invisible. Degaussing is a process in which system of electrical cables are installed around the ship, uh, running from bow to stern. A uh, measured electrical current passes through these cables to cancel out the ship's magnetic field. <coughs> And then the one last thing, after many years of searching, the staff of the archives, independent researchers have not located any official documents that, the that support the assertion that invisibility or teleportation experiments involving Navy ships has occurred at Philadelphia or any other location. And that was from 2017. I like, I like, yeah, I like how they say it. And, and in any other places. Well, yeah, they kind of have to because the next thing we're going to go into... Yeah, I was just going to ask you that. Hey, look, what is the Montak uh, project? 
<clears throat> we might actually cover this as a, a main topic, like because so I don't really want to go too deep into it. But the it's a Montauk project is a conspiracy theory that alleges a series of secret United States governmental projects at Camp Hero Montauk Air Force Base Station in Montauk Long Island for the purpose of developing psychological warfare techniques and exotic research, including time travel. Uh, the story of Montauk Project uh, originated in a book series, which intermixes those stories with stories about the Philadelphia experiment. Right. Um, and, uh, there was a Netflix series called Stranger Things that uh, at one time had... Montauk as the working title. Oh, really? Uh, These center, or or the Montauk Project series, center on a topic of United States governmental experiments in fields such as time travel, teleportation, mind control, contact with alien life, and staging fake moon landings, framed Mm -hmm. as developments which followed the success of... Framed as developments which followed a successful 1943 Philadelphia experiment... These culminated in a hole ripped in space-time in 1983, uh, according to the conspiracy theorists who believe in the Montauk Project. I was born in 1983. 1983 was a weird year, boy. I tell you what, but um, that's kind of a, a, a related other conspiracy theory to this whole thing yeah. that we can cover in the future. But what do you think about this whole uh, Philadelphia experiment altogether, from? Um, on the crazy scale, Jesus. Um, oh, this is up there. Uh, I would give it a seven because of uh, the explanation of how it probably was done is very plausible, but the theory itself is so ludicrously funny that I I think it's up there. I like the thought, but I, 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 it's a little like the uh, the lens fishing that we talked about. When you know when it, how it probably was done, it 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 goes a little down because you you understand. Oh, oh sky fishing, right? Yeah, sky fishing. Yeah, uh, when you know how it was probably done with, with going through the channels and and things like that, and nobody saw them because of that. That is a more plausible explanation than actually the disappearing and reappearing and traveling yeah. through time and going to another dimension. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the theory itself is a seven, but uh, I, I I have to give it a little down because yeah. I, I would agree with you. I think the theory itself on a crazy scale, I might give it a 7.5. I think one thing mm-hmm. we didn't mention is this also involves Nikola Tesla. Because supposedly, oh, yeah. according to the conspiracy theorists, the uh, mechanics or the, the the idea of creating the machine would have come from Tesla, uh, which was based off of Einstein's theories. And they got the stuff from Tesla and the U.S. military took the Tesla ideas and... Uh, use them on a ship is the idea here. So that whole thing, I guess I'd give it a 7.5. I don't believe in any of this. I think it's all no. nonsense. Um, do I think that the military may have been doing experiments to try to cloak ships in Philadelphia at that time? 100%. Mm-hmm. Do I think it oh, involved yeah. time travel and going to other dimensions? Not so much. <laughs> 
movie round. I watched a terrible movie called The Philadelphia Experiment this week. Have you, Luke? I did, but the thing is, there's like three Philadelphia Experiment movies. So what yes. year did you what watch? Year? Yeah. I watched the 2012 version. Oh, really? Oh, well, I... My, I at least according to what I saw, it said 2013, but it's probably the same. It's probably the same one. Okay. Who was it with? Uh, nobody I've ever seen before. Nicholas Lee? I don't even know who Michelle that is. Michael Pear and Ryan Robbins? I have never heard of that. I was going to say it's very possible that <laughs> all those people were yeah. in it, I guess. The only, the only name that I recognized was Malcolm McDonald. It was in a very smart, small uh, Yes, world. it is 2012. Oh, well, well, whatever I was watching it on, I think I was watching on like Hulu or something. They had labeled right. it as labeled it wrong as 2013, so I just wrote that down. But according to this, okay. according to IMDb that I'm looking at right now, yeah, it's the same movie. Yeah. We watched the same movie. This is okay. terrible. This is a, such a bad oh. film. <laughs> this is like a made made for TV movie, right? Yes. Yes. Do you think this the went to theaters? No, 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 no. This made this is made for TV. It says says in the it says TV movie. Does it? Yeah, uh, up there where it says PG eighteen, a one and one hour and twenty eight action adventure mystery, and it says TV movie, uh, June July twenty eighth two thousand twelve. Ah, okay. You see that? Yeah, I see it. Because I was looking at uh, release date, and it just it just has right. the date of the release, right? Okay, DVD. Oh, but it did go to DVD, so it was a TV movie that right. ended up getting put out on DVD. That makes sense. Yeah. The only reason why I watched it, it was I saw that Malcolm McDowell uh, was in it, and I love Malcolm McDowell, but we see him for like ten minutes. So. And this is really not. I, we just did this whole breakdown of the Philadelphia experiment, this movie is kind of like happening in 2012, but right. related to the Philadelphia experiment. So like yeah. when we were talking about it, we, we said they left Philadelphia, they went into another dimension or they went through time and then they ended up in New York and then they went to another dimension back to Philadelphia is how it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And according to this mm -hmm. movie, this is when they went forward in time, right? Mm -hmm. But why wouldn't the ship end up in the same spot in forward in time? Yeah. Why did it end up in the middle of a airport? <laughs> so weird. And the acting is really, really bad. I mean, well, well, as far as a score, what do you give this movie? A three. I gave it a two. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's at that level where the only thing that could make it worse is some editing mistakes... Or some audio yeah. problems, or something like yeah. that. The acting's bad, the story's bad, the visual effects are terrible. A, a ton of stuff doesn't make any sense. Like, the one guy can walk through the wall, but the other guy gets stuck in the wall. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's... it's, it's, it's yeah. it, it, it was really, really, really atrocious about... But I was very happy that I saw another very good movie, Luke, mm -hmm. based on a TV show. 
Uh, I finally went and saw Deadwood 2019. I love Deadwood, uh, the TV show. Okay. And uh, they made a movie, an HBO movie now. Really? Okay. Uh, yes. That is uh, kind of ending and also continuing like the storylines that that we didn't like because it was cancelled. I think it was cancelled with, with like there was a lot of explanation that wasn't really explained. So it explains a lot. Uh, you kind of have to have seen the TV show to enjoy this. Uh, so I'm just going to preface it with that. Uh, but when that is said, I gave this movie a 9 out of 10. I fucking love this Western. It was amazingly I love the TV show. I think maybe it's on par with the TV show, if not even better. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Have you? Did you ever see the TV show? No, I did not. No. No. Nope. Not your kind of show. Uh, no. I I remember seeing like the poster for it, but I don't even ever think I saw a preview for it. It was a, kind of like a cowboy show kind of thing yeah. happening. Yeah. No, not really my scene. No. I, I was um, I, I'm I'm going to tell you this now, uh, but I'm I'm not going to. Uh, I was going to give you next week. I was going to give you Crazy Ex Girlfriend, but then I remembered your tremendously hate for musicals, and I was like, no, I don't really want to do that against him. What next week for what? <laughs> Oh, not not next week, but 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 for 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 uh, for for the next time we we did like give it each other shows. To oh, watch. right. Okay, I see. Right, I was going to give you crazy ex girlfriend, and I was like, no, I can't do that against Luke. He hates musicals. Yeah, no, that really. I think the point of this whole thing is to try to give you a show you think <laughs> yes. I'm gonna like, not one that yes. you don't think I'm gonna like. Right. I, I know. You I would know. completely defeat uh, the whole idea of what we're doing here if you were to do that. <laughs> I know. So that's why I didn't do it. Okay, did you watch it in other movies? I watched The Fisher King from, like, what, oh, 90s? Such a good movie. Uh, of oh. course, I'm going to give this a 9. I mean, one of the... Uh, one of the best movies I remember from a kid, uh, directed by Terry Gilliam, uh, mm -hmm. Robin Williams and Jeff Bridges are in it, and a, a few other really good actors, but it's just such a perfect film, uh, and I think it relates even as much today as it does in nineteen in the 1990s uh, to kind of mm. everything that's going on in the politics of everything, including like what we see with the attack on YouTube and everything like that as far as media companies and things like that. It talks... It covers a lot of different issues. Um, Robin Williams in that is so amazing. Oh, yeah. And Jeff Bridges, you see him in this, and he looks like a baby, practically. It's really yeah. so young. <laughs> Any other movies you watched? Uh, uh, yeah. I, I, I watched a movie I was actually looking really forward to. Uh, it's called Killer Weekend. Uh, it came out uh, in 2018, and, it, and uh, it's about this guy that takes his uh, friends uh, 
to uh, shoot paintball uh, okay. uh, uh, with a like a zombie survival uh, paintball thing weekend for his uh, like stag weekend, and then they end up actually uh, up in a, a disaster because uh, it, it actually becomes zombies. <laughs> And uh, it's supposed to be very funny and very like. Oh, okay. Uh, it's rated NR and it's directed by somebody I didn't know, but it was it leans very on the comedy uh, horror part, but I didn't find it either scary or funny, so I give it a two out of uh, ten. Oh, that bad. Okay. Yeah. You're sounding a little Shaun of the Dead-like, except you said it's not funny, so that kind of ruins that cor- yeah, correlation. Yeah. Uh, uh, I saw a Netflix movie with uh, Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler called Murder yep. Mystery. We say, saw the same movie. Uh, it's about a cop and his wife. They go on vacation, and uh, they end up in kind of an Ag- Agatha Christie novel, right? <laughs> The best yes. way to put it. I mean, I don't know other, any other way to put it. And then it's very self-referential as far as it's like there are certain things in it that uh, are, are references to murder mystery books or movies. Oh, yeah. Like Ten Little Indians or Poirot or things like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, right uh, at the end, they, they're driving away or they're in a train leaving and it happens to be the Orient Express, for instance. Like little things like that. Right. And it's actually one of the best Adam Sandler movies I've seen in years. And years and years and years. Yeah, it is actually fucking funny. I'm I'm so surprised by this. Very... I did not think this was going to be good at all. Oh no! I went into this assuming it was going to get like a three because it's an Adam yeah. Sandler movie. Uh, yeah, and. I don't, it wasn't that Jennifer Aniston safe. It was the story that was interesting, but it was your standard so murder mystery story, right? Right. But it was com- yeah. it was comedy. And actually, I watched this with somebody, and we both thought that like the spoof on the murder mystery uh, is what made it a good movie. If it was just a, if mm-hmm. it would have been a regular murder mystery, or it was uh, without the comedy, it wouldn't have been as good. But the spoof made it very fun and interesting. Um, What's the show with the, the Norwegian Evans? show that you made me oh, yeah. watch with the the Christmas show? Yes, it's very like that. What's the name of it? Do you remember the name of it? Um, uh, yeah, Blue Yeah, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I, I'm watching it and going, this is the same, because that was kind of a spoof comedy version of right. like a murder mystery, and so was this. It was very, I was like, they're kind of the same. Very strange. Yeah. And, and Luke Evans uh, playing like like uh, the one that gets them into the family as well was also like fucking funny, and th- there's some good casting in this uh, from everybody. Like the the very like Idia mean uh, going to be man, and the very like French policeman. Oh right, yeah, <laughs> right. And, and every every casting in this was very like 
yeah, like I said, this was very big surprise. All right, would you give it out of ten? I would give it a clear uh, seven and a half. Really, I, I give it a six point five. So I guess we're close, but like, I yeah, it's still an Adam Sandler movie. It's not anything above and beyond, but this was much funnier than it, Adam Sandler movies recently. So yeah, six point five. I think his mustache helped a lot. You think that helped? Okay. Yeah. I think it, it was his porn mustache that helped me. I just felt like the ti- the timing of the jokes was more there than a lot of his m- other movies. And recently. you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm not a huge Jennifer Aniston fan either. Hmm. But she was fucking... You know, yeah, no. I, I think her in Horrible Bosses is maybe the, the best she, she's done. Uh, after friends, I just think she always uh, plays the exact same character. She's always the same Jennifer Aniston character. She never plays a different character. So, uh, well, and she's pretty bosses, good at she, that. <laughs> well, in horrible bosses, I think she she plays a different character. Honorable bastards. Horrible bosses? horrible bosses. Oh no, I've never seen that. Oh, it's very good. You hmm. should see it. Okay. It's gone. Uh, it's even got the sequel, Horrible Buses too. That is horrible. <laughs> All right, not not a clever name then. Yeah. Anything else you watched? Oh, that was it for movies. Oh, I should mention. I I don't know if we've mentioned this, but the Psych Two movie is coming. Oh yeah, I'm really looking forward. Late, to that. I think it, I I saw something about October possibly is October, when it's going to come out. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. somewhere around there. So. Mm-hmm. I'm ex- uh, looking forward to that. The first one was amazing, so I can't wait. Yeah. All right. So let's what watch are we doing next? a movie trailer. Well, are we going to talk about the movies that came out? Should we do that after the movie trailer? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, let's move. Watch the movie trailer. What is the movie trailer called, Luke? I think this is a movie that's come out a million times. It's called Shaft. So, son, you in the city now. What kind of business could your Don Lemon ass have in my world? I need your help for a case. You come in here with your skinny ass jeans, your button-down plaid gap shirt, any nigga with two eyes and a dick could read you a mile away. Please don't use the N-word. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, this is a Shaft movie. You know him. He thinks he's a black James Bond. That motherfucker was real. He think he was me. I should mention this is the Red Band trailer. That's why they're cussing so much. Legend. Yeah. I always liked the Red Band trailer better than anything else. <laughs> One time when I was working in the movie theater as a projectionist, we had a new new kid working. And he was like, oh, I just put whatever trailer's on there. And he put, like, a Red Band trailer on a little kid's movie. <laughs> he was out, like, the next week. He was gone. But I just remember, like, oops. <laughs> You look 20 years older than my gray ass. I need you. Watch my back. So, is this like the new Rocky kind of where it's like. Yeah. Yeah. It's got Rocky in it, or it's got Shaft in it, I mean, but it's got the new Shaft they're they're trying to promote? Right. Okay. Right. Yes, I like. I I like pussy, yeah. The way you say pussy don't sound like you like it. Describe it, pussy. (laughs) 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 Have you and me? No, puppy. I'd remember fucking a black.
black guy dressed like Morpheus from Matrix. Very good reference. Okay. If you hear some bleeps in this uh, movie trailer, it's because uh, Lucas put them there because I asked him very nicely to take away the N-word. I hate N-word. I think it's okay in this context because... Really? Yeah, it's Shaft. It's the, t- it's the movie uh, Shaft. <laughs> I don't think it's good in any context. Okay, you do whatever you want. Uh, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about, Lou? Right. Some Skype is, like, flashing at me for some reason. Is it doing that for you? Uh, oh. John Shaft may be the FBI cybersecurity expert, but to uncover the truth behind his best friend's untimely death, he needs an education that only his dad can provide. Amps- absent throughout his childhood, the legendary John Shaft agrees to help his son navigate the heroin-infested underbelly of Harlem, New York. Uh, mm-hmm. 6 out of 10 on IMDb, 34% on Rotten Tomatoes, very different there, a 0.5 out of 4 for Roger Ebert, 92% of Google users like this film. These numbers are all the F over the place. <laughs> yeah, because the audience score on this on Rotten Tomatoes is 94. I feel like the critics and the people who are going to see this movie are two totally different people, I think is what's happening Oh, here. yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally agree of that. I uh, did uh, do uh, the same as I did last week, uh, where I went to verified audience, where people buy tickets to <laughs> through their service, because then I at least know they have fucking watched the fucking movie they're talking about. Uh, but one gave it, Joel gave it three and a half star out of five. No. Yes. One, two, why can't I count? Yeah, three and a half star out of five. I can't count for some reason. Uh, the storyline was lost in unnecessary foul language used from the opening scene. I witnessed people leaving uh, with their children. Why the fuck do you bring children to this movie? Are you fucking stupid? Okay, start. I remember seeing a whole family of people when I was working in Eugene, Oregon in a movie theater. It was a whole family with like five little kids. One of them was in a stroller going into Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Not even a joke. (laughs) Okay, because of the vulgar language depicted through the whole movie. It's my belief it uh, did an, in, an injustice to the legacy of the Shaft we knew and loved. Have you ever seen the original Shaft movie? <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> That's a very good point. Then, uh, yeah. <laughs> Go back and see the original Shaft movie. Uh, then CJ gave it uh, four and a half stars. That's very funny and entertaining. Sam Jackson... Can bring the laughs. Nice throwback to the uh, previous movies with him and Richard Roundtree. All right, I went to the Facebook. Uh, Robert McGee says, The media needs to stop lying about how this movie was a flop. This movie was great. If it had publicity... if it had the publicity of other movies, it would have probably got more people out to see it in the box office early. 
uh, Brianna Davenport says, I am the only one in this sad little theater that it's... Oh, am I the only one sad to see that it seems Donald Glover isn't in, isn't in this? Uh, I just mean, after his comedy act, I think it would have been a little humorous uh, for him to have a cameo or something. Uh <laughs> Great movie. I would have watched it again. Saw it Friday. Felt stupid watching it by myself, but got Coca-Cola and a large popcorn with extra butter. Uh, that was from Ooh. Chuck Chuck Woolard. So, good job, Chuck. Way to, way to love yourself, Chuck. Oh. That's what I say. Um, Chris Taylor says, never laugh so hard. I enjoyed it from the beginning to the end. So, there you go. So let's go into the numbers. So coming out this weekend was Men in Black International and Shaft, uh, still on my bracket of uh, movies. Until next week. Two yeah. last. Yep. Yeah, two last movies on the bracket of, of uh, I chose. Uh, and what is the numbers, Luke? All right, Shaft did 11 million. Oh, wait, no, that's a... Uh... That's domestic. Uh, opening weekend, it did eight point nine million, so okay. definitely not the highest one in your bracket yet. Uh, mm-hmm. Opening weekend of Men in Black did thirty million. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I still think your highest. What's your highest? It's Secret Secret Life of Pets. Right. So that's gonna be your top top uh, movie right there uh, that I have to beat in the next few weeks. So. Uh, one of these movies has to do better than 46.6 million in the next few weeks mm-hmm. for me to beat you, bro. And uh, like I said, I think your Dark Horse is yesterday. Oh, man. Dude. I didn't realize, but now that you uh, the, this week came around, last week it wasn't, I didn't see anything. But this week, every other commercial I'm seeing on YouTube or TV is that movie. Yeah. So yeah, they're promoting yeah. the hell out of it. I'm, I'm. I know. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, but like we said, Men in Black International is coming out this weekend. Um, the Men in Black have expanded to cover the globe, but so have the villains of the universe. To keep everyone safe, decorated Agent H and determined Rookie M join forces, an unlikely pairing that just might work. Uh, 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb. 24% on Rotten Tomatoes, 3.5 or 3 out of 5 on our favorite common sense media and 80% like this movie on Google. Then for some fucking strange mo- thing Jim James came out with a zombie movie this week. This is the strangest thing I have ever heard. If you are are a Jim Jamish fan like me, this is like, what? Really? Him? Making making a zombie movie? Yeah. Um, It's not only uh, just a Jim Jarmusch zombie movie, it's a Jim Jarmusch zombie movie starring Bill Murray. To make it even weirder. I I still want to see it, though. And Adam Driver, Selena Gomez, and Chloe Savigny. Selena Gomez uh, kind of throws me off, but sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, but the, the numbers for this isn't great. 60% of the Google users love this movie. It's gotten a 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb. And 53% on Rotten Tomatoes. 
And uh, what is this uh, movie all about, you ask? Well, <laughs> uh, the peaceful town of Centerville finds itself battling a zombie horde as the dead start rising from their graves. This is so wedge. I so want to see this movie. Uh, yeah, it looks good, but the, the audience scores are throwing me off. Or the audience scores and the regular scores. I'm, more of the audience scores are throwing me off. And also... The fact that it has Selena Gomez is kind of making me go, right. hmm, maybe that is the reason. Maybe some casting choices are the reason it didn't do so well, but who knows? But I mean, Ghost, Ghost Dog, oh, such a good movie. Oh, my, oh, yeah. It's one of my favorites of all time. Like, that movie is one, th yeah. one of the things that got me into loving uh, making films. Uh, yeah. Why I got into film school was that movie, It, it there's something about it where it's like, the TV show we watched, what was it? Too old to die young. It had right. these blank parts, uh, but it that kind of feel like how that movie did. But yeah, I don't know. It, they're not the same to me, I guess. You know, this has Tom Waits in it as well. Mm -hmm. It's got Steve Buscemi. It's got mm -hmm. the RZA from Wu Tang Clan. It's got Iggy Pop. Mm -hmm. It's got mm -hmm. Tilda Sweden. Uh, Sw Sweeten. Swinton? Swinton. Mm, Dan mm. Danny Glover. Uh, I know. Man, it's got so many people in it. Rosie Perez. I know. Wow. I'm, how did it not get better I, scores? This is crazy. I mean, I, and and to be honest, he has not made a bad movie. I can't think of a Jim Jamish movie I didn't like. <sighs> Uh, yeah, no. I, I'm, I'm looking down here, like, Broken Flowers, fucking love it. Coffee and Cigarettes, fucking love it. The Neil Young documentary, fucking love it. Dead Man, fucking love it. Every minute. Down by Law, oh, so, such a good movie. Alright, I think it's time to plug things. Uh, another... Mm -hmm. uh, audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen get a free trial and a free audiobook 30-day trial get an audiobook cancel the trial anytime keep your audiobook uh go check out our, our facebook page like we've said post something up there uh send us some an email or something at another digital citizen at gmail.com share the podcast somewhere anywhere twitter instagram whatever Just share the podcast get it out to other people because sharing is caring. Do you know what I forgot to say that I watched this meal a week? I, I forgot that I watched this cooking show that you told me about. The terrible cooking show on Netflix. I just watched one episode to see what it was all about. Oh, what was that? The cooking show. The cooking show you told me about. Yeah, what's it called? With, uh, I don't remember what it's I called. Don't, uh, but I, I only have it in Norwegian because it's translated on the Norwegian Netflix. Oh, what is it called on there? Let me look at it. I'm going back to when... Was it last week I watched it? Yeah. The Chef Show? Yeah. The Chef Show, yeah. What's it called in Norwegian? Kok. Uh, uh, hold on. It's called no, it's fine. Or something. I'll remind people yeah. this was a... a uh, Cooking show with um, what's his name? See, I, I don't even remember the guy's Joe name. Joe Favreau. 
John Favreau, right, with a bunch of celebrities, yeah. mostly from movies he's done, so, yeah. and then some chef he found like, uh, on set of Iron Man. I think it was what it was, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's not good. It's just fucking boring. Wasn't the name drop? He name drops so much. It's so. It's just oh. so cringy to hear him name drop every like. I don't know, 10th so sentence, he's name-dropping somebody. Oh, uh, this time I was working with blah de blah and we got this in uh -huh. Paris, or whatever, you know what I mean? Ugh. Um, Can't stand it. There was a few good comedians uh, he brought on there that were okay, like, I mean, but at least the, in the episodes I saw, but, yeah. Did you watch anything of Joe Rogan this week? Uh... No, uh, he's put out two podcasts last night, like right as I was going to bed. Uh, the one I really mm -hmm. want to, I want to, I, I already downloaded the one. I need to listen to it after we get done here. Um, with what's his name? With, uh, Duncan Trussell. With Duncan Trussell, yeah. The other one I'm not yeah, really interested in, but I always love yeah, the Duncan. Duncan podcasts are like, it reminds me of old school Rogan back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the one with uh, Duncan was amazing. Oh, you've already Either. listened. Yeah, I guess you had time to listen to it. Yeah, I've got it downloaded. Yeah. I just need to. I'll listen to. I actually need to uh, mow the lawn today, so I'll listen to it while I mow the lawn. Yeah, I I actually recommend that very very much. I don't care about Miss Pat. I never heard of her. I've never heard of her either. I think she's like some no. lady from the Comedy Store. I think is what oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I I wanted to get your. Thoughts on the whole AEW ticket situation? Have you heard about this? Since you weren't on that no. wrestling show, we should promote that wrestling show. Everybody go check that yeah, show that, out. Yeah, I wasn't done last week, yeah. Uh, no, I haven't, I haven't heard, heard about this. They, the, not all in, but uh, all out show, the one that's coming up in, in August. Right. Sold, the tickets for the arena sold out in 15 minutes. There were... Right. 50,000 people in queue on online to get tickets. They could have, uh, according to Meltzer, they could have sold over 100,000 more tickets if they would have had a bigger venue than they did. Wow. We're talking the Allstate Arena. We're talking about WrestleMania-sized crowds. Um, right. it, but, that you know, that's all hypothetical off of whatever Dave Meltzer said. But um, right. this is showing that this is going to be a real force to be reckoned with when it comes to uh, so. an audience because there is a huge audience here. And what has been said in wrestling podcasts is they mm. don't know where this wrestling audience audience is coming from. Cause these rest, like if they go back and look at the numbers of who's buying WWE pay-per-views, who's buying, uh, uh, according to like the cable companies, who's buying um, UFC pay-per-views. There's a little bit of crossover between UFC and uh, AEW, there's almost no crossover, believe it or not, between WWE and AEW, but 80% mm -hmm. of the audience is a new pay-per-view audience, which they're totally confused as to how this can be, but I think it has a lot to do with the social media influence of like people like the Young Bucks and things like that. They're bringing in a new audience off the internet. What do you think? Yeah, no, like I, I said many, many, many times during uh, my rant about Double or Nothing, I I think it's very important that they don't forget to build their own audience. Uh, oh, yeah, that's... I, I think my... Okay, continue, sorry. Yeah. 
I, I think that's one of my main problems uh, about this. It's like it's very, very, very important for me that they show show me uh, their own product because if you if you look at it at a very like with cynical eyes as I did in that rant, it, 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 it is very like it's based on other stuff. I mean, it's very, very important. And I, I, I understand that people are saying like this pay-per-view wasn't really for newcomers and people that don't, didn't know the storylines for going in and things like that. You can't build a company upon what other people has done before, and it's very unfair of making storylines into your company that are based on other people's company. I, 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 I find that very atrocious, and I find it very disrespectful. Well, I mean, they weren't, like I said last time when we talked about the last show, they weren't expecting all this new audience to be there. They were expecting well, the hardcore audience to be there. They weren't expecting all these other people to show up, and they did. So they have have a chance to redeem themselves in the next one, I think. I don't think yeah, it's yeah, that yeah. big a deal. And what I was about to say was uh, the next AEW show, not the dub, not the big one. There's like two in between the August show, remember, that are like mm -hmm. smaller. I think it's called Fighter Fest. Is going to be streaming right. live uh, for free on, uh, what is it? Uh, BNR uh, radio, they're gonna right. they're they're gonna give it out for free, so you get to see the the build up to the bigger show, even though they don't have TV yet, they're using the internet as their TV right now, so they they are doing yeah. what you're saying. Well, kind of, but but still, but still, they haven't uh, written one single storyline. They haven't really showed us. A product yet, so I think it's well, very important. There is a storyline. There's the title storyline, uh, obviously right. happening, and then there's the uh, Cody and uh, Cody and his brother storyline, ta tag team match storyline that's happening, but, and then there's the weird storyline that we don't really know what it is with like the guy who's player Uno, who is like all, all right. this clan of people. So there are storylines happening. Oh yeah, I, I'm not saying that, but 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 it's uh, I I I I still don't feel like they hit the reset button. Well, they haven't yet because, and, like I said, the last show they weren't expecting this audience to be there. So this next right. show, they know it's going to be there. This is where they're going to hit the reset button from. You're you're just oh, yeah, you're, have, you're, so. you're they're just uh, you're getting you're expecting maybe a little too much out of them right out of the gate. I guess is my point. Mm. Well, uh, on Sunday, there's a pay-per-view that we found out. It's called Something Something WWE. Uh, yeah, what is it? Uh, something Ground? Stomping? Stomp, stomping Ground? Stomping Ground. Stomping Ground. I haven't seen um, any WWE at all recently, but me and Fro just nope. want to get together and hang out and, and, you know, whatever. Eat some good food and yep. maybe drink a few beers or whatever, and so... Uh, we're going to do that and probably have a few friends. If they show up, we'll see what happens. I will bet some of them will show up. Uh, yeah, so if you want to join us uh, on that on Sunday, contact me or <laughs> contact Luke on, on Facebook. And me, you can contact 
with your telekinesis. That would be good. Uh, or you can yeah. just email us, I guess, at anotherdigitalcitizen <laughs> at gmail.com. Did you hear about Jojo Siwa, Fro? Yes. And uh, the asbestos... Asbestos makeup, makeup in Claire's makeup. of all places, which is like a place for like 12-year-old girls, Fro. I don't know if you have Claire's stores in Norway. No. It's like a... there. If you go to a mall... In, in America, there's always a Claire's. There's not a, Claire's doesn't exist outside of a mall, all right? Like, there's no Claire's store by itself. It's a mall chain kind of thing. Uh, but their, their target audience is, like, 12 to 15-year-old girls. And they, they had asbestos makeup in there. That's horrible. But oh. did you see her kind of apology for it? No. Go check out... Uh, Jojo Siwa's apology about this. She's, I think, a 15-year-old kid. Yes. And she does a better apology than all the scandals combined that we've seen in the last two months. <laughs> she's yeah, humble. No, I... She's humble and she's honest and genuine. It's, like, amazing to see. I, I just saw the uh, the LinkedIn you, you sent me uh, from uh, someone talking about it on YouTube. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, you sent me a very interesting uh, Joe Rogan clip about the American war machine. That was very interesting. Well, that was back when it, that was from the podcast, like in the first, whatever, hundred episodes or something like that. That's like old yeah. school Rogan. That's how it used to be. You know what I mean? Oh, he's so good when he, when he's on. on. Yeah. I feel like somebody in the last few months has told Joe Rogan, hey, you need to chill out or you're going to get in trouble with YouTube or some of your advertisers mm -hmm. or something like that. And so he's kind of calmed down a little bit as far as like with the conspiracy theory stuff well, and things like that. Well, he's tough enough to have have uh, have uh, Mr. Conspiracy himself. But I think that show. is when it changed is after the Alex Jones podcast that's when right. somebody came in and said, hey, Joe, can't be doing this. Otherwise, advertisers <laughs> are going to get mad and YouTube's going to get mad. We got to cool it out on that. Like, you can have uh, a few people talk about a few conspiracy theory things, but you can't have somebody like that on your show. I bet there is some discussion of that. I don't think you we're going to see Stefan Molyneux on there ever. You know what I mean? No. So. I, I would love to see Stefan Molyneux on that show. I would fucking love it, because I, I don't think Joe really likes him. I think he would be completely out of his element as well. Uh, yep. In, yep. In that kind of setting, and he would be totally thrown off his game. That's, because I think Stefan Molyneux has to, to be in his... That's why. I think he has yeah. to be in his kind of place uh, to be on his game, because he has to be like the person at the... Uh, talking, the person at the top. So if he's doing okay, that, okay. I think I think he would be just wrecked. But I don't know. You know what I'm uh, going to do tomorrow? What's that? I'm going to have a offline day. I decided uh, to go to my local library, uh, sit down and read some books, <laughs> and have a totally offline day. I will not even bring my fucking cell phone. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. Just <laughs> relax. And then halfway Research. through the day, you're like Jones, and you're like, oh, I gotta get it. I gotta get online. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to try to have a totally on offline day tomorrow. I've been working have... so much, honestly, Fro. The other day, I like went to turn my computer on. It was two weeks ago. I went to turn my computer on, and I still had um, the program up for editing the podcast. And it was two days after we had done the podcast, and I went, wow, I haven't been on my computer in two days. Like, that's crazy for me. Yeah. Yeah, with with my kind of things that I do online as well, like, I'm always fucking online. Right, yeah. And, yeah, tomorrow I want to read an an actual book. (laughs) That sounds like a good idea. Yeah, and check out Holy Moly tomorrow. We'll definitely be talking about Holy Moly next week. Oh, crazy American TV show! Yeah, I am so looking forward to that. You have no idea. I was going to say that me and Luke was going to watch it this Sunday, but we don't have to because we uh, uh, we go to watch a paper instead, (laughs) so we don't have to wait. And actually, you know what else comes out this? Uh, next week is uh, Big Brother comes back. You Big Brother regular Big Brother US, not celebrity. Ooh! Yep. Actually, the cast is already out there. If you want to go look it up somewhere, so nice. Yep. Me want to see. Anything else? <laughs> well, uh, next week we're gonna do news of the week. Uh, Fro is gonna talk about Mister Black episode one, uh, unless he watches more than that. It's only a half an hour show, so if you watch two, uh, I I wouldn't be mad. Uh, Another digital review of Anna, 2019. I don't know why it has to be 2000. Is there an... I don't remember another movie called Anna, but I'm sure there was. I'm going to guess it's about Anna, the the Russian Russian, uh, princess. I'm going to guess it's about tennis, and it's about Anna Kornikova. Oh, that could be as well. Yeah. <laughs> what else are we going to do? Uh, we're going to talk about Bob Lazar or Robert Scott Lazar, uh, American businessman who claimed to have been in uh, Area 51. Yeah. Bob Lazar is one of my uh, favorite people. If you haven't seen the documentary on Netflix, uh, me and Luke. Uh, recommend that documentary. Uh, yeah, called... and I'll probably check it out again this week. I'm sure there, there's probably more than one YouTube kind of documentary on him, but I don't know. Yeah, what is the other, the main one called? Bob Lazar and the uh, and Area 51 or something? Something like that. Yeah, I think so. It's very, 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 very good. I deeply recommend it. I think it's on Netflix at, at least. Okay, cool. So, okay. I think that's uh, everything. Um, I think this was a good show. I, I Yeah, I think it was a good show. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I had fun as well. Uh, I love everybody that listens up to now. And even if you turned off but then you're not going to hear this, so I don't know what <laughs> Okay. Uh, from Norway, uh, my name is Fro. Uh, he's from America, and his name is Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. Goodbye.